VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This episode is brought to you by the following patrons. Jay's Pack, Sex Caliber Bones A Lot, Madeline, Edward, Sunzi, Alyssa, Vixen, Holly, Natasha, Laura, Boise, Jeremy, Ali, Mr. Ragebomb, Libby, Wes, Dreskel, Aaron, Kristen, Tia, Jonathan, Kate, Isaac, and Karun. And all the patrons want you to know you're loved, you're listened to, and you're a valuable member of this awesome Horror Virgin community. And if you want to hang out with us, do so in the Facebook group where we hang out daily. Look, this movie has everything. Dolls having sex. Dolls having babies. Dolls having complex marital arguments. <laughs> Paige, when that baby happened... I lost my fucking mind. <laughs> so here's what bothers me. I believe it says he's not anatomically correct in one of the previous movies. Only Mikey would pay attention to something like that. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into Horror Virgin. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your Horror Virgin Todd, which means I don't like scary movies, but you guys make me watch them. And this week, the you guys is the listener guys, and the listener guys made us watch Bride of Chucky. Chucky. So, was this the first time you had all seen it before? I had seen this before. I guess my threatening them of picking a good movie has worked. <laughs> Yeah, I was actually, of the four, I would have also liked Orphan. I was also down for Orphan First Kill. I couldn't wait to have another uh, argument about where it's appropriate to have sex in your house if there are children present. Uh, spoiler, everywhere. And <laughs> <laughs> that is a wild take. Also, the answer maybe is just, this is why Jake and I don't have children. <laughs> Hell yeah, because you know they'd be smushing and smishing all over their place. Because we're landowners. <laughs> landowners. I don't want to re-litigate this argument. I stand by what I said previously. Same. Same. Honestly, I stand by what I said previously. I, But I also want to stand by what I said previously. Every bad movie you pick, listeners, I will pick a worse movie and make us do an episode on them. So... Take that to the fucking bank. Well, I mean, do you think this was a bad movie? Because hardcore disagree. I was happy. Oh, okay. I was happy okay. with this. Yeah. Yeah. Same. This is where I start to really love Chucky movies. Because here's the <laughs> this thing. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually, the next one is crazy. I I think the next one is the one I've seen the most because it's on TV all the time. But I love Jennifer Tilly with the heat of a thousand suns. And she's got her Tillies out on display every second she's on the screen. Tillies out this entire movie. Even when she's a doll, Paige. And I yes. commit to the biddies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I love that. She's funny. She's hilarious. And she's just this like soft-spoken murderous doll. Oh, yeah. And it's great. It's so unhinged. I love it. The best part <laughs> of her career is that like she started these Chucky movies and then like became a professional poker player like around the same time. So like you would watch this movie and then watch a like this is when like the 90s, early 2000s when like World Series of Poker was like huge and stuff. And she would, I remember that. Yeah, she would be all over it. So you'd like watch this movie and be like, oh, she's also doing this poker thing. But like playing, right? I've got a royal flush. Yeah, no, she was like she's like a was like a world class player. She might still be. I don't follow poker anymore because that was a weird fad. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that being a big thing. Yeah. In college, we watched a ton of poker and played poker. I mean, it was it was poker was big back then. 
It was on ESPN all the time. It was a vibe for those few years. Yeah, and it's I, here's the thing. I tried watching poker the other day, and it's boring as shit. It's like aggressively boring to watch. What poker? Yes, unless you got somebody like Jennifer Tilly playing. Because usually it's just a bunch of sweaty guys who are like, I'll call. I'll see. Oh, yeah. And they have, like, way more confidence than their attractiveness level should allow for. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. I liked World Series of Poker because it, like, scratched that wrestling itch, but no one actually physically fought. Because they they would just sit at a table and it was, like, semi-famous people and they would just talk shit to each other, including Jennifer Tilly. Well, that's when famous people played. Because most of the time it's just dudes in polo shirts. And I'm like, I don't give a shit if you win or not. Yeah, but like one guy always wears a hoodie. And I, you know, always. I forget all their names now, but you'd be like, oh, he's always an asshole. And it's like, it's so, it's so yeah. poker when it was famous was really stupid. Yes. And I loved it because of that. I would so much rather watch wrestling. But yeah, okay. You know what they needed? They needed the announcer table in World Series of Poker. Yes. And then it would have stayed on. It would have kept, they, they should have kept the storylines, like all of that shit. Yeah. For sure. Cotton needs new shorts. Yeah, like. <laughs> Shoe money tonight. Todd, there would be storylines where like the announcers would talk about like he stole his girlfriend last tournament what? or whatever. Yes. They would do that? Yes. Then all they needed was the Spanish announcer table. That's what they needed. <laughs> to throw another <laughs> poker player through? Exactly. Exactly, Paige. Royal yeah. floor. <laughs> okay, now we're just doing a poker-themed wrestling. You're right. We probably should back away from this idea. So what did you guys think of the movie, though? Like, this movie. Again, I love it. It's pretty wild. It's it's pretty good. I, I And then, like, Katherine Heigl's best film. I think it might be, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you. This or My Father the Hero, right, Paige? No, hate. Uh, yeah, it was wild to see, like, sort of famous people in this. Like, Katherine Heigl and John Ritter. Like, man, it made me miss John Ritter. I know, right? It did make me miss John Ritter. Mm-hmm. Eight simple rules for dating my teenage serial killer. Mm-hmm. Yep. I will say they talk in this movie about how it's been like 10 years and Chucky's been in like the police evidence room or whatever. And that's because it had been a significant amount of time between the last Chucky movie at the crazy military academy that uses live rounds. That shit was nuts. Yeah, this Chucky movie, it had been a while. So it was like a big deal that Chucky was back. This movie, I will say, is paced crazy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like. It defies all screenwriting convention. Not much happens in this movie. To be honest with you, Jennifer Tilly carries this entire movie on her back until Chucky wakes up. So, like, it's a weird movie. It is weird. Yeah. And it sets up the next one, which is even weirder, but I also fucking love. I didn't know there was a next one. Can I ask a question? Sure. Do they continue with that there's a baby now? Yep. It's seed of Chucky. It's seed of Chucky. Are you serious? I'm going to tell you another thing, Todd. If you want more Chucky, the show. The show's really good. Continues from the movies. Yes. Is Jennifer Tilly in everything after this? She's in seed of Chucky. I don't know if she's in cult of Chucky because that's the one I haven't seen. Oh my God. It's called seed of Chucky. Yeah. Seed of Chucky. So cult of Chucky is the newest one. She does come into season two of the show i believe yes okay, yeah good. she's on the show the show is is pretty good jake and i've watched a couple episodes the show's really good has all the original people and then like it is a continuation of the original like it's it's just a sequel to the original right dude when he was explaining as chucky like his story or whatever he was like yeah you need like three or four sequels to do it j 
justice. <laughs> yeah. I laughed my ass off. Like, there's a lot of really funny moments in this movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, but there's a lot of, like, there were a lot of moments that, like, hit me right in the feels, too. Like, when Jennifer Tilly was like, sorry, I'm not into short guys. I was like, oh, man. Heard that. <laughs> I think this is the point at which they kind of stop trying to make Chucky scary. Oh, yeah. It's not scary at all. And are just like, this is hilarious. Yeah. Let's, this is basically a comedy with murders. And I'm here for well, it 100%. I, I think that's a great point. And I think this is one of the only franchise to transition from 80s horror to like present because they are able to objectively look back at like, okay, this is what it was. Right. This is the perception of it now. Yeah. How can we lean into the now perception to continue on this franchise? And they, they like, okay, people, what people love about it now and they look back and watch the originals is that it's fun, it's silly, you know, it's funny. Let's move forward with it. And I really feel like a lot of the other you know, franchises have really struggled with like continuing on of just trying to like restart the same thing they did in the 80s. And then like it kind of falls flat. Well, I think part of that is a lot of the franchises are locked up in legal battles and have not been able to have new movies. What about like Halloween? Well, Halloween is kind of its own monster where it's it's like <laughs> they have they're stuck with Michael. They can't do the differing thing. And so like but I do think Halloween 2018 was great. Mm -hmm. Like the that first in the most recent cycle. And then it struggled to be something. It was just kind of nebulous and weird because they wouldn't let them kill Michael. I think the real problem with the Halloween franchise is that they refuse to give us Halloween 3 Part 2. Yeah. Which is all I need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, and then like Nightmare has the same problem. And then, you know, I, I, there's like 10, there's like a dozen franchises from the 80s that just don't transition out. I mean, I think Friday the 13th is, you know, it's stuck in this little battle. and It's got the most yeah. potential right now. I mean, with but if they're going to do a show, too. I think a lot of people are going to try to go the Chucky route and going to fail now. Yeah, well, because the Chucky show. Todd, the Chucky show has like a 95% on Rotten Tomato. Like, everyone loves it's it. Really it's really fun. Good. I mean, I yeah, I haven't seen it, but I've heard good things. Well, they did the smart thing of like building characters you care about and focusing on them. And then also Chucky is there. Okay. <laughs> so it's kind of like. It is still Chucky, but there are stakes. Yeah, basically the first season is like this kid and then like he has an abusive stepdad and like he's got a lot of problems and then like Chucky kills his stepdad. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Wait, 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 wait. Is this just like a shot for shot sort of remake of Dexter where Chucky's the Dexter? No, 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 no. It's more like Stranger Things, but like instead of like aliens and weird interdimensional sci-fi all the boys' problems were, you know, solved by Chucky murdering them. Right. So he, like, realizes <laughs> Chucky is bad, but also is like, at least I'm not in a horrible situation anymore. And that's his, like, internal conflict. Okay. But also, he likes making doll sculptures, and they're fucked up. And I kind of yeah, like it's, them. It's, pretty, it's a real... It's a, if you're, like, looking for, like, a spooky show on the Halloween times, this is it's a good one to go through. Okay. I mean, I won't, but I believe you. It's not scary. It's funny. But no, but I, I think them leaning into the the goofier elements, yeah, is what makes Chucky continue on. At least in the '90s, I think it was a really hard time to transition. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of things either started in the '90s or just didn't really transition well out of the '80s into the '90s. Like, because mm -hmm. we got Scream, and that's still going on, right? Although they're they're sort of in that transition moment now. Yeah, because it's as far away as you know those earlier right, franchises exactly. were. So they're sort of. Uh, struggling to sort of reboot it. Although I think uh, we haven't done six and I haven't seen it, but I think from what I understand from what like Mikey has said, it's way better than five. 
So they may be able to continue that one really easily, but who knows? I think I should t- temper expectations now. I, I think it is better. <sighs> Low bar. Um, so anyway. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to talk because last time I got hate mail and people wanted me off the podcast for having an opinion. So fuck it. I know. Like, why Why does she feel like she's allowed to have an opinion, right? I know. How dare I as a woman? Suffrage. Ugh. Insane. Although... I got some shit too. I have listened <laughs> to it back and it is unhinged. I know the whole episode's fucking great. I love it. If I'm the most positive on a movie, like it's a fucked up episode, but I'm here for fucked up episodes. I mean, we're probably about to enter into a fucked up episode with this one. <laughs> so much. Because yes. it's like crazy. No, this is going to be a classic horror virgin experience. No, I mean, I think I think it's a, a, a good direction that the franchise takes. I mean, I don't know why I'm sounding like an actual critical person um but like i think it's fun it, it was more fun i've never seen it so i i, I oh, like, you hadn't seen it you'd never seen this one i'd never seen this one had you seen the next one Mm-mm. whoa i just like stopped with chucky after the third one and i was just like you were like i've seen enough yeah i was like <laughs> it's just never been a big franchise for me and i like i think i like really like it now more than i've ever have uh and then part of that is the podcast and the part of this is the show but them leaning into like the sillier elements and making that entertaining in a different way and then bringing in like ancillary villains for like chucky to fight i think is a really smart play and the, the show does that too yeah he's got like a strong vegeta vibe from dragon ball z you know what i'm saying i no clue who that is but if you have not seen the next one because this is my favorite era of chucky because it's so crazy the next one with the kid is the first one of the earliest times i think that chucky plays with gender which they do on the show a lot more like chucky's in drag no 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 chucky's kid is gender fluid oh okay cool and chucky supports them and he yes the, the kid is still around on in the show Yes. Oh my God. Okay. And has those creepy teeth. <laughs> so this kid who was we see born in this yes. movie stays into the franchise for the rest of the time. Correct. Jesus Christ, that's amazing. And I because I had seen Seed more than I had seen this one. Oh, I, I couldn't remember how the kid happened. And I was <laughs> like, I know the kid ha- I don't know what, but I'm trying to remember. And then, you know, at the end of this movie, I was like, all oh, right, yes. Okay, but we gotta ask the real questions here. Mm-hmm. Is the sperm plastic? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. So, Mikey, I did think, you know, okay, so because Chucky and Jennifer Tilly did have bodies at one point and they're trying to just transfer their soul into a new body. Right. Will their kid be able to do that as well, transfer their soul into another body? Like, do they have to have had a body in the first place to be able to transfer their soul, you know, with that amulet? So this timeline in Chucky establishes that no, because they give birth to that child and that child is sentient and also a living doll. Fuck yeah. Like... Fuck yes, <laughs> Chucky. Way to get it right every time. And I want to talk about this because I, I swore in the first three movies he wasn't anatomically correct and made multiple jokes and, and was angry about it. So yes, I don't know if that's true, but I thought that's what happened. I mean, he spent 10 years in that police locker just manifesting a dick. That's what happened, Mikey. Well, she also puts him back together, so maybe she added one. Okay, I could take that. Oh, and then that is true. And it's weird that he has to explain to her that he is anatomically correct when she sewed his ass back together, literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She would know. That's love. 
That is love, right? When you go to the sex shop and you're like, hey, which dildo would look normal on a Chucky doll? Like The dildo of a micro penis. (laughs) That actually is true, right? They make those. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, my it gives us the funniest line of this movie of do you have a rubber baby i'm all rubber and then she's like oh i thought you were plastic and he's like now's not the time <laughs> i'm making our child inside you right now does he have ner- they have nerve endings where they like they feel they can feel things on their skin and stuff they definitely feel things because when they get stabbed they're like oh or whatever and she, when she's in the oven she's like screaming yeah but that's just i mean you would scream if you're in an oven even if you didn't feel it no they feel things mikey they clearly feel things throughout the Chucky series like even in early Chucky he feels it when you try to murder him okay yes yeah he screams when he gets shot like he hates dying because it's painful like they definitely feel things yeah so yes I guess your question was is sex pleasurable for them and to that we say a resounding Absolutely, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would say the most scary part of this film is the tongues coming out of their mouths that looked more human than doll. They were like wet and like, I was like, uh, I don't like that. They don't look like doll tongues. They look like people tongues and dolls. And I think that's a scary concept. Well, because they're cursed alive dolls. Like, you know, nothing about this is normal. (laughs) Yeah, Mikey, duh. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I did think for a second we were going to get a full on like marionette sex scene from team america like that level of sex scene in this movie and honestly i feel like we should have gotten it i felt a little cheated we didn't get something crazy like that that's because it was the 90s i know man i think it's because team america had not paved that road for us yet thank you team america (laughs) for the good work that you did (laughs) at least for that one scene oh no i don't know here's the thing team america makes me laugh way harder than it should because it is wildly offensive oh, yeah. in so many ways but I, I i think they were the first to do that and so oh, really they were the first to do a marionette fuck scene yeah probably yeah some people are innovators oh god <laughs> uh but we do get to see a little doll butt which i thought was funny and the fact that she is like racked up as a doll is hysterical to me i thought it was nuts i was like fuck yeah like that's amazing where does the food go where does the food go they don't eat he eats multiple times in this film does he what does he eat when does chucky eat what are you talking about he eats sweetest meatballs twice that's true you're right and cookies that's right that is true and i was like he is not eight in any of the other films dolls do poop like they make dolls that poop there was no butthole in that uh scroll down well yeah we didn't see that far down well he was he was caked up you couldn't see it man it was at an angle yeah he wasn't like spreading cheeks like he was presenting or anything yeah i don't know actually that was her wasn't it that we see her butt that was her butt so yeah I honestly don't ever see her eat, so I don't know if she has a butthole. I think us trying to figure out how murder dolls created by air quotes culturally appropriative voodoo that is still kind of a problem in this franchise. Yeah. But also she's like voodoo for dummies, but she's drawing pentacles. And I was like, none of this. Okay, (laughs) no. It's like vaguely occult and then move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think we should try to explain how. We have a responsibility to the listeners. I think Mikey's right to ask the real questions here. Then Mikey, Mikey, how'd she get tits? 
the doll she started with didn't have a gigantic rack tat like rack you like well i don't know that was a very high uh, necked dress that she had on for the wedding no it absolutely didn't so did she add them it was definitely a different doll i mean it was a fully different doll i really loved when a 17 year old marries what i think is conservatively a 32 year old man in this movie (laughs) And then they wake up the next morning like Britney Spears and Jason Alexander the morning after, you know, like, yes. they're like, oh, my God, what have I done? I loved that. Their love story is wild. Their 55 hour love story, Mikey. I know that guy's name is Jason Alexander, but every time people say but that you always I, think of the guy from Seinfeld. Always picture Costanza. Same, same. Paige. That's how I remember his name. Just like that. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it, it's like the same as the bald guy from uh, Seinfeld. But I just I picture him waking up next to Britney Spears being like, we can't do this. This is a horrible mistake. (laughs) Don't tell Elaine. (laughs) Him marrying Britney Spears and regretting it is a complete Seinfeld episode right there. (laughs) Honestly, you would see that. Like, I, I, I can just hear like the slap bass song or whatever (laughs) hell yeah (laughs) anyway do you guys want to go through this movie scene by scene no no we got to break down that love story oh okay okay because you're right he's 35 years old yeah he's been working out for at least 20 years at least he lives alone and has his own house trailer at a trailer park yeah Yeah. Yeah. well he he could be 18 but i think that's a stretch i mean it is the 90s i think you i guess you could have bought your own house as an 18 year old in the 90s you could have inherited it (laughs) (laughs) yeah at at 18 you're a grown-up and you could you know she's definitely 17 she is it's a plot point she is yeah because she hasn't turned 18 yet but he mm-hmm. he might not be he might he's at least still in high school because he's going to her prom well i mean you could bring someone to your prom that doesn't go to your school page no i know but like it, he's friends with her friend and it's also his prom which means that he's in high school <laughs> Like, I know he doesn't look it, but also if you're bringing somebody else to your prom, I had to get like special permission to bring someone older to my prom like that. Or I didn't have a prom, but like senior banquet, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. You guys just couldn't call it a prom, but it was a prom. Well, yeah, we didn't dance, but yeah. Oh, Paige. That's not a prom then. Yeah, yeah no. that's not a prom. So yeah. sorry you couldn't dance at your prom. By the way, I danced at my prom and it was terrible. But I loved it. It was great. I've seen you dance. I'm not surprised. <laughs> Paige, honestly, same. I went to three proms and I had fun at all of them. I was the beard for another girl's prom at another school. I did the same thing my senior year. That's the reason mm-hmm. I didn't go to my senior prom. I went to somebody else's prom, yeah. That was my third prom. But that was a cool venue, and she was really nice. And uh, I was like, she's not really flirting with me. And then, like, it all made sense, like, 10 years later. I was like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, I, okay, so for me, she wasn't gay. But I think it was, like, her boyfriend had just broken up with her right before prom. And I was going to be in town anyway visiting my mom, so I just went with her to prom. See, that's a better, because I think that's a good rebound kind of, kind of situation. I like oh, that. No, I, Terry and I are, like, still very good friends and have always just been friends. She's a really, really cool lady. I love her to death. But it, it wasn't even like that back then. In fact, I had a little bit of a crush on another girl that went to prom with another guy that night with us. Ooh. But we'll just move on. Anyway, so I thought it was weird that uh, they got married in this movie. I mean, I guess... If you murder all your legal guardians, because I do think her parents had died. At least I get that vibe, right? Her parents had died. Yeah, her parents had died. Because she was living with the uncle. But that's also definitely why they went to Niagara Falls. Canada. Yeah. Because if you go to the Canadian side, you can get married. I didn't realize you could do that in Canada. That's the whole reason. No yeah, shit. that's the whole okay. reason they drove up there. Yeah. That's a terrible reason to go up there. I know, but I hear it's very quirky and cute. No, Canada's the Vegas of North America. 
What? No. I think Vegas is the Vegas of North, North America. America. <laughs> it also, it, it depends on the state. Different states have different laws about how old you can be to get married. I feel like we should raise it all to 18 minimum. Uh, that's just me. But like, yeah, there are some age of consent laws in the U.S. that are way too low. He internationally trafficked her across borders to marry her as a child bride. He absolutely did. Canada. Yep. And that's like positioned as like a sweet thing, I guess, in this movie. Well, she loved him. See, well, I think because the movie thinks they're the same age, you know, so... Oh, the, the movie's telling us they're the same age for sure. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. You know, our eyes tell us different things. Most people have said they're the same age. A court of law has also <laughs> said that they have broken the law. Right. Can I ask one really quick question about the Brendan Lee cosplayer as the crow that shows up at Jennifer Tilly's trailer in this movie? Are they Jennifer Tilly's boyfriend in that scene? I think they are Jennifer Tilly's henchmen. Okay. Because it seems like they were expecting sex as a reward for something. Like, because they staged a, their own death, I guess? Or just a murder? They they say, we've been dating for a long time. It's time to get it out. You know what I'm saying? I think they were a pawn for Jennifer Tilly to try and get what she wanted. I completely agree, because it feels more like a, a vampire familiar relationship. You know what I'm saying? Well, we've all dated someone who's used us as a pawn. I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is, yeah, it is a vampire familiar s situation. That yeah. is more what it feels like to me. Yes. Okay. Either way, when it got to Gerald's game, I knew they were done for. I was like, oh, they're not getting out of this alive. Oh, no. <laughs> I like that you now know that reference, even though we haven't done the movie. Have you just seen that gleaned movie. it from context clues. <laughs> anyway, do you guys want to go through this movie scene by scene? Sure. Let's do it. The credits are pretty boring initially, uh, but <laughs> lightning strikes. We cut to the police evidence depository where they have both Jason's mask and a chainsaw. They have Michael's mask and a knife and they have Freddy's glove. Very fun. Yeah. I thought that was hilarious. I like when movies give nods to other horror movies. I, I like that. Well, and I also think that like symbolically for the time it is, you know, those movies had not had another movie in their franchise for a while. They were struggling to come back. And so this is Chucky being like, we're back. It's time for everyone to come out of the repository or whatever. Anyway, we cut to an evidence locker that says 22408 unsolved. They take a plastic bag out of it. They put it on the seat of a police cruiser. And the cop who has now violated his ethics codes and stolen from the evidence locker, he calls who we will find out is Jennifer Tilly. Yeah. And says, I'm on my way and don't forget my money. Yeah. Which made me wonder if they had some sort of sexual relationship as well, potentially. That's what I was thinking. Or there was the hinting of that. That's what I thought she got to turn him yeah. into a bad cop or whatever. Yeah. Right? She was like, do you want to go to the movie with me and three of my other friends? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Man, that would have worked on me for sure back in the day. Yep. I'd have been like, oh, church date. Anyway, he's on his way to the meetup. He goes to light a cigarette. He's got a very conspicuous cigarette lighter that will come back into play later. Yeah. Because Jennifer Tilly's going to keep it and then they're going to drop it later. It's her trophy, honestly. It's her trophy. But the bag's just sitting there next to him. And while they were talking on the phone, she ends the call with curiosity killed the cat. Yeah. So we know what's going to happen here. Although I honestly thought that Chucky was going to be in there and like he was going to pop up and kill him. I thought so too. And that's not what happens. But when he goes, to check the bag and we get that sort of cool overhead shot out of the bag looking up like mm -hmm. like it would be Chucky's POV that's what we see we don't know who it is just yet but someone slashes throat and then it's revealed almost immediately it's Jennifer Tilly it's Jennifer Tilly yeah loved it she also takes the lighter 
and goes back to her trailer full of dolls to the soundtrack of Rob Zombie's Living Dead Girl. Which is a great song. I'm into it. Perfect. It is. I was like hearing it and I was like, should I listen to more Rob Zombie? He's got (laughs) a few bangers. A handful. Yeah. Yeah, If you go to like his most listened to songs on Spotify, the top like five to seven are probably bangers. All right. All right. I don't go deep on Rob Zombie. I like him though. Yeah. I just don't like when he starts asking Sherry Moon Zombie to come in and do the the lyrics, you know, (laughs) to to sing. Anyway. We then watch as she makes a new Chucky doll out of like harvested doll parts and stitches him up, which then gives us what I will say is the most iconic looking Chucky because it's the Chucky that we get for like three movies in a row. Well, and it's like the, you know, it, it's the one I knew yeah. having never seen the movies, right? Because this came out when I was like in grade school, you know, like, yeah. so like this with the staples and the sewing, like the face back together, that's the one mm-hmm. I always saw growing up. Yeah. Anyway. We cut to John Ritter's big old house. Yeah. Do police chiefs make that much money? Yes. Okay. O- only if they're embezzling. <laughs> so Dave, David shows up uh, to take Jade to the prom. And it is very, very clear. Oh, they are very, they are subtle about it, but it is very clear that David, probably not into the ladies, <laughs> that he very likely is a friend of Dorothy. Well, I mean, okay. First off, I don't think Princeton gives out scholarships for figure skating but like who knows but that should have been our first clue right that should have been our first clue the the orchid tips were the second one (laughs) (laughs) although i do low-key love figure skating like i've watched many figure skating docs love the movie cutting edge guys like i think this is why people had questions about me in high school in high school (laughs) in high school You saw me when I was in the band, Mikey. I oozed sexuality. Ooze is right. You ooze is the is the term. Yeah. <laughs> you ooze. You oozed something. Yeah. Uh, I actually did cut my hair and stop wearing it long and like Pee Wee Herman ish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, during that time, it was like the last two years of the band. I had short hair again, which I think was a wise choice, and I've kept it that I way. Think so since. too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keeps the ooze at bay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we meet Jade, who's played by a young Catherine Heigl. And as she's leaving, John Ritter, it, we find out that he is her uncle and that her parents are dead. And he's like, this is a great improvement. I, I think this guy's great. And he's like, nice meeting you. But very clearly, I, I think he's like, OK, he's a good one because he's definitely not going to try and have sex with you. I think that was what he was thinking. Yes. Although I honestly think having seen the whole movie now and sort of knowing what happens after this, he sort of knew what was happening here in this scene. Yeah. I think he guessed it, yeah. Yeah, because he has his, like, henchman cop, pinhead or whatever. What do they call that guy? Deputy. Needle nose. Needle nose, that's what it was. (laughs) He has him already following them, right? So, like, I think he knows. Yeah. This movie makes me sad for Katherine Heigl, because unexpectedly, with this horror podcast, we've gone through a lot of her filmography of the early days. Oh, yeah. With this and um, Romance in the Pod, because My Father the Hero, yeah. Absolutely. And she's been in a couple of other horror movies we've done accidentally. Like in the Has she? It, yeah. And not that I recall, but okay. She has. I don't know. She just I'm looking she it was up. good in this. And then she becomes so bougie and snooty later on. I again, and I said this during My Father the Hero, I know she has said some mean things to people in the past, but I also think that she got kind of a bad rap like on the side. Like she there were some things that she was just advocating for being treated okay in the workplace and people called her a bitch over it. <laughs> 
which is not great. I'm not talking about great. Yeah, you know, I, I just meant. You know, I thought she uh, doesn't she not like um, the pregnancy movie. Knocked up. She doesn't like knocked up, and I kind of understand her criticism about it. But also, yes, yeah, she has not been in a horror movie. She's been on a bunch of romancing the pod mm, movies. Yeah, she would have been a good scream queen. She should have leaned into it a little bit more. Is all I'm saying. I mean, she's had a really big career. I think she's she's done fine for herself. I think she would have made a good scream queen, but she just didn't go that lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's still acting. Of course. So as they drive away, her actual date's in the back seat. The thirty-four-year-old pretending to be an eighteen-year-old. <laughs> I don't know if he's actually thirty-four, but it's her boyfriend, right? It's um, no, I know Jesse. He just looks considerably older. I know that he looks so old where I was like, maybe the sheriff is right because he's very old. I did like his suit choice for the prom because he goes with like a cerulean blue and then like a baby blue ruffled shirt. And I was just like, lean into it. Like, go. If you only get one prom, right? Or three proms if you're Mikey. <laughs> or seven if you're this guy, because his prom was in 1989. <laughs> okay, so Mikey, in 1989, the actor Nick Stabble would have been 18. Oh, no. He was born in 1971. <laughs> Catherine Heigl was born in 1978. So they're a little closer in age than I thought. Yeah. But he is, what is that, seven years older? He aggressively looks very old. Well, I mean, he's seven years older than her in real life. Although I, I do realize, Paige, in the movie, that he's might be 18, she's 17. Like, they're very close. Yeah, yeah, And because yeah. Michael Bay is a perv, I guess, I know about the Romeo and Juliet law from Transformers. So, like, that's fine. Oh, yeah. 18 and 17 is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we cut to Jennifer Tilly's trailer where she has drawn a pentacle on the floor in it looks like salt. It's not I'm not 100 percent. She's got candles voodoo for dummies. But again, this is not voodoo. I don't love that this movie takes like a specific cultural touchstone. But that's like the original. It was voodoo, right? Yeah, the originals like that. I know. And I'm like, they're sort of like locked into it canon wise. But you're right. It's not great. I did think it was funny that she's reading voodoo for dummies. I was like, oh, man, I I think they try to silly it up to get away from it. Yes. Yes, exactly. At this point, I think they're trying to be like, well, this definitely isn't actual what like we're gonna lean into the fact that this is bonkers yeah it's like leaning into the camp of it all makes it feel less bad i guess but still not great anyway dem titties though (laughs) yes indeed (laughs) yeah they look great her tillies are on full display even when she's a doll this entire movie jennifer tilly is america's national treasure uh she has had great boobs for her entire life and I support her continuing to have great boobs for as long as she lives. You know, I've thought about it, and I think I can also support you in that statement. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. I like that Mikey had to take all of it into consideration was like, yes, I will co-sign that statement. Mm-hmm. I will co-sign the boobs. Anyway, this is when Damien comes over, who claims to have killed someone for her. And again, Damien, the character, he, Alexis Arquette, she. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Damien arrives and is trying to argue that he has killed someone for her because I think he's trying to impress her. Yeah, I think this is like when a cat brings a mouse back. Right. Except instead of bringing an actual mouse back, it brought a Polaroid of them dressed as a mouse with their claws painted the same shade of black theirs is now right and and jennifer tilly is immediately like i recognize that these are your hands yes like this is you didn't didn't kill anybody also this looks just like you pretty much so yeah and but at this point she turns and sees that chucky is gone yeah which means it, it worked and chucky's alive and she's just like Hell yeah, I'm going to see if Chucky can kill Damien. <laughs> I love how Jennifer Tilly tries to set them up. 
because they're, she's like, hey, um, go look and see if I drop my lipstick under the, under the table. Yeah. Under the couch or whatever. Yeah. Yes. And so she tells Damien to crawl and look under the couch. There's nothing under there. Okay. Chucky's not under there, but there are two dolls under there. And I thought that was very funny. Like this place has so many dolls. Some of them just get lost places. I thought that that was hilarious. She loves dolls. Well, and Charlotte, her pet tarantula. How did you get out? Well, lands on Damien's face, right? I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, Paige, you do a good Jennifer Tilly. <laughs> I, I love, unironically, love Jennifer Tilly. <laughs> Todd, did you hear that impression? I don't understand what's not to love. He'll hear it in editing. Anyway, so she she puts Charlotte back in Charlotte's cage. And Damien takes this opportunity to be like, so we going to bone or what? And she's just like, mm, mm. <laughs> we cut to, or no. Sorry, I don't know why my brain hurts. I'm I got concussed a couple days ago. It's fine. <laughs> Do you want to talk about it on the podcast, Paige? <laughs> we can talk about it. I was talking Hell about yeah. it on stage that night. I didn't want to <laughs> I didn't want to bring it up, but if you brought it up, I was gonna lean in. Yeah. Oh god. Uh so I slipped in the shower two days ago. After we had just talked about how like that is a very dangerous thing to happen. I'm not sure what ep- what podcast it was on, but we had just talked about it. Yeah, we explicitly asked her not to die and she went and tried to anyway i went and tried to anyway (laughs) well and and on the podcast we talk about it's really dangerous trying to get out of the shower to poop and that's when most people do it that's what it was yeah yeah yeah. that's not what i was doing i was reaching back to get my razor and one of my feet slipped and i fell and like Thankfully, in the moment was like, oh, no, I'm about to million dollar baby on the bottom of this stuff. And so I like I put my hands out to try and like break my fall or slow myself down and kind of like ducked. Yeah, I still smacked my head on the edge of that. It hurt so bad. Oh, I bet. (laughs) And then because I like. You you never know how like when you hit your head really really bad if you're still conscious while that's happening you're just like did I die am I dead did I break my neck like what's happening <laughs> so I'm just like screaming in the tub as Jake like turns the water off and he's like oh my god are you okay and I was like I don't know and he's like did, is anything broken I'm like I don't know and he's like okay well we gotta we gotta figure that out I think. And I was just screaming with my eyes closed because I thought I'd gone blind. I'm a bit of a drama queen. It's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I mean, I, I feel like the listeners know that already. Like, it's fine. You and I both. Sure. Yeah, I had not. I had not, in fact, gone blind. Uh, but <laughs> well, that's because you walked outside and got kicked by a mule and it fixed it. It fixed it. So thank goodness our, our house mule was there. Uh, but so I got up. Nothing was broken. But I did immediately realize I was like, everything is going to hurt tomorrow and the next yeah. day which it does i feel like i got sideswiped by a tub and like <laughs> i got up and i i was like i think i'm okay and jake's like okay are you nauseous are you sleepy like concussion stuff and i was like no right and i was like but i did i like i hit my head really and i reached back and it was literally the size of a grapefruit i'm sure just like instant and i was like oh my god and he was like you need to ice this but you can't lay down so like he had ice all around my head and then was like just next to me like stay awake stay awake (laughs) and then i did comedy later so you know i had to hide it with my hair anyway (laughs) the the bump is mostly gone but i am in a lot of pain she was on stage and she was like no no no, i i I promise i fell in the tub i promise jake's a great guy (laughs) 
He's a great guy. So are you guys dating or whatever? Well, I told Jeff May, guest of the show, because I was on Jeff's show that night. I was like, hey, I'm sorry. Like, this happened. It might get weird. And he was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, are you? Why'd you come? <laughs> like, Because you brought full size candies to the green room, bruh. <laughs> like, full size candies. I will fly out for full size Snickers. Yeah. Yeah. So he had a whole box of like full size Halloween candies. And when I tell you that every single we just ran the Twix, I don't think anyone anything else, but all the Twix were gone. <laughs> like immediately, we all Twixed it up. Mm, hell yeah! And then I, I like it set in motion a cra a Twix craving for me. I got Twix last night. I was like, I might have to go find a Twix today. I still have to get candy for our trick or treaters because I think we might actually get some this year. So yeah. Do you think maybe your concussion was orchestrated by Big Twix? Yeah, I think so. You know how they like break left Twix or right Twix? Uh -huh. I think maybe I got caught in the middle. Yeah. Ooh. Or it was just all the people who love Scream <laughs> were like, we could take <laughs> care of this once and for all. <laughs> it was a quick way to make sure we get a fun Ooh. Scream 6 episode. <laughs> oh, no. Squirt some conditioner on the bottom of the shower. She won't even notice. I'm definitely not going to advocate for someone trying to kill you, Paige. Please. Please don't come to my house. And please, I need to use a lot of conditioner. Don't waste my conditioner. <laughs> so if you're going to show up at her house like Sniper Wolf or whatever, just like bring your, bring own, your own conditioner, conditioner right? <laughs> yeah. That's topical, right? Condition her. I barely know her. <laughs> or, you know, I have been I have been working on my sci-fi pilot and maybe I was getting too close to the truth. I mean, I think that that is evidence, Paige. Anyway, back to this movie. Yes, please. So Damien is like, so we've been going out for a while. Uh, we're going to bang it out. You know, the French call it. And he says, le petit morte. And I was like, le petit mot. Like, why are we doing? Like, stop. But it. It becomes clear later. The little death page. Yeah, the little death. It becomes clear that he doesn't speak French and he's full of shit anyway. So here's the most unrealistic part of this whole film. I think every person knows what a menage a trois means. You know what I'm saying? Especially a horny one. Oh, yeah. Especially oh. a horny one. <laughs> yeah, Mikey, I think so. Yeah. When they were like, what is that? I was like, what everyone knows that was the first french phrase i learned to spell also probably the last <laughs> todd i love you i love you there's no way you spell it right uh, i've just... never even attempted to spell a, a word that wasn't english and i've spelled most of the english ones wrong i'm so dyslexic Paige. like it's a problem in my life i know <laughs> I know. Yeah. It to the like here I'll I'll reveal you sometimes send me social shares so just in case. Yeah. We can spot. And the last one was pretty funny. Make Genovia get again, Paige. That was the most recent typo. <laughs> yeah, make Genovia get again. I was like, "Get what? Get more pairs?" Yeah, Paige, I think your feedback was love it. But uh, get what? And I was like, fuck, that's supposed to say great. And she was like, I know. <laughs> well, I, here's, I, you will be, I, this is why I got you. I'm your backup. Hell yeah. Because I looked at it, I was like, make her get again. I was like, he definitely meant great. Yeah. But then I looked and I was like, there's enough room to add those additional texts for the typeface. <laughs> I was like, it's yep. not going to ruin it. Absolutely <laughs> not. fine. Anyway, so she brings out the Chucky doll. She finds Chucky and like, Sets it on top of Damien and is like, it's going to be a menage a trois. I'm going to dance for me and the doll. And she's like, by the way, did I ever tell you that I was in a long, long relationship with a serial killer and that his spirit is in this doll? 
And I think at that point, Damien's like, this is weird role play, but let's do it. <laughs> I mean, they seem into it for sure. Which I think this is what they thought they wanted all along, right? Because yeah. that's why they were doing things for Jennifer Tilly because, you know, she is, I guess, this like manipulative temptress. I, we don't really see any of that. It's just like these people are doing things for her for that reason, I assume. Well, she does say she's like, I'll kill anybody, but I'll only sleep with somebody I love a little bit later. That is true. So I think her plan was to maybe transfer Chucky's energy into Damien. Okay, maybe uh, Jennifer didn't realize she needed the amulet. Yes. Because he does explain that to her. So, like, maybe that is why. I believe it's called uh, Omulent. <laughs> when you go to first watch and order one, yeah, it is. The Chucky-themed omelet from first watch, the amulet. Because that's what I need right now. I'm so hungry. An omulet sounds so good right now. Sorry. I just... Omelette du fromage. I had to come back and divert us from whatever productive talk we were talking about. But, like, you can't bring somebody back from the dead without having a good omelet before, you know? No, you've got to have the heart of Dumbala omelet. It's so good, guys. Uh, Mikey, I was going to ask you what was the I'm weirdest role play. I'm going to let you finish, Paige, but it's <laughs> Omulet. <laughs> oh, my God. That, that was some real Kanye at breakfast energy right there. I was going to ask you what's the weirdest role play you've been asked to participate in, much like her with this doll. Yeah, this girl one time was like, I want you to be my boyfriend. <laughs> Do you uh, provide the boyfriend experience? <laughs> Could you be emotionally supportive on my day-to-day -day operations? And I was like, whoa, ho, ho. that's a little too kinky for me. Listen, uh, I'm only here for the sex, not the ex. You know what I'm saying? Oh, could you maybe wake up in the morning and mix a bunch of like eggs with like cheese and ham yeah and, like you know yeah the heart of dumbala omelet make me an omelet god omelet sounds so good so good or make me a breakfast sandwich anyway <laughs> i was just curious I, I mean um i've never i don't know if i've role played mm. like, a, like a true way really yeah Paige, you were so right about mikey i ain't telling you vanilla no, i know i it's nothing you know trying to think trying to think Nothing like real, like mostly stereotypical stuff. Nothing like weird. Like nurse. Yeah, stuff like that. Like teacher, nurse, all that. Yeah. Yeah, teacher, nurse. It's because I date a lot of teachers and nurses. <laughs> <laughs> you do. So you're the only one who's like involved in the role play? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. For them, it's a reality show. Yeah, you're like, help me with my pneumonia. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, I want you to do some like real crazy role play like, will you meet my family? And I was like, that's a bridge too far. That's just too weird for me, you know? Yeah. This role play is going to cost you $500 of your deductible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like fooling around and her asking me for my insurance card halfway through it. And I'm like, I don't know if I brought it. It's an emergency. Oh, you use a PPO. <laughs> oh, I'm going to touch your PPO. <laughs> Gross. I have done way worse than that, but I don't really want to talk about it on the podcast. Let's talk about that. No. Let, let, tell me everything. Talk about. Let's talk about. No. Let's talk about. 
Absolutely not. We got time. I can have Jake make me an omelet. In a- <laughs> From what I understand, he makes the best omelets. Jake crushes breakfast, man. Yeah. He does crush breakfast. Yeah. He, ma- he made me breakfast every day I was at Paige's house, and it was fantastic. You know who didn't make me breakfast every day? The hotel. So, like, next time I'm staying with Paige. All right, we'll switch. We'll switch. Switch it up. I'm fine with that. Mike is just alone in a hotel. I'll stay at the hotel, motel, holiday inn. Yeah, I mean, Mikey, you're the only single one, so like the you probably would have gotten more use out of a hotel than we did. You know what I'm saying? Oh, for the pornography, yeah. <laughs> we we have to get back into the episode, guys. Like this is killing. Okay, us. okay, 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 okay. So, omulet, omulet. <laughs> so the Chucky doll comes to life. And it's just like, hi, I'm Chucky. And she's like, yeah, sexy corset dance. Into it. But like I went the second Chucky's head turned all the way around and looked at Damien and Damien's like freaking out. I was like, that is the moment you freak out. Yeah. When the doll like makes eye contact with you, I'm fucking out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or you just like get it. You're like, that's right intimacy don't look away lock eye don't look away okay i have i don't want to i do not want to distract us but i knew there was a big ass butt coming <laughs> you know what i'm saying Paige? <laughs> i knew there was a big ass butt do they weigh as much as normal dolls or do they weigh like i think they weigh as much as normal dolls yeah because you see jesse carrying her by her hair after she comes out of the oven yeah and she's like chasing katherine heigl and chucky so like, yeah, I only say that because like, I don't think Chucky can sit on a face and suffocate somebody. Oh, I mean, Damien is fully pushing their face into that pillow in this scene. Like they could turn their face sideways and be fine. Well, like you could like bang your head up and knock a doll off your head. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I think she would have to put, I would, if I was a doll. I would want some weights put in, like where I could move, I could have some heft to me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you'd be like Beats headphones, you know, heavier than they need to be Mm -hmm. because they know you won't pay for it unless it weighs more. That's not even a joke. Like, they put weights in their headphones. I know. It sounds too real to be one. Yeah, they put weights in their headphones. It's weird. I Yeah, I won't buy Beats because we used to have them in the office and they broke constantly. I mean, you can, I, listen, Beats sound great, but they don't sound better than most headphones. Yeah. I just think instead of like a pound, Chucky needs to weigh like 30 pounds. Mm. Yeah, I mean, but I do think he weighs like maybe five pounds at most. Well, he's got a bunch of computer stuff inside, so maybe that adds. Well, I mean, I, that's why I was equating for the five pounds. Like five pounds yeah. is like way more than like a regular doll with no innards. Yeah. Well, outside of stuffing innards, I should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I think this is one thing that we just have to give to magical realism. Oh, yeah. No, we're not going to break this movie down like could this happen or not. But if he has internal organs, because he bleeds and stuff too. Yeah, he does bleed. So like maybe they do weigh 30 pounds. Maybe. I'm asking the real questions that people want to know. Why does doll pregnancy only take a day? I knew we were going to have a doll pregnancy question. Like I knew it was going to come up. I have so many, but I was saving it for later. Let's save it, save it, save it. We'll get to it. Uh, Because right now, Chucky rips out Damien's lip ring. Oh, I hated that. And then smothers them. This is the reason this isn't a one for me. Because this, like, irked me in a very real way. I hated it. Because you you had a lot of lip rings back in the day? Yeah, did you ever have a lip ring, Tom? No, I've never had a piercing. Not one. Never. Not one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I just wanted to say that. Like, someone who definitely has one somewhere. 
there, but don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was like, should we do a thing where the listeners do something and you get an ear piercing? <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not. No. No, never. You might be able to pull it off. I don't know. Ask Natalie. You saw the photo of me next to Paul Ruben. Ruben as whatever he was in that movie Charm. It was from what Buffy. Was it? Buffy, yeah. a vampire. Okay. Yeah, he was a vampire on Buffy. <laughs> oh my god. No, I'm not gonna get an earring. I would be so much closer to that. Never. <laughs> I honestly think if I got an earring, the transformation might be complete, Paige. I'm not willing to chance it for any sort of listener thing. I, I apologize, <laughs> listeners. I'll let you scare me, but not poke holes in my body. I mean, I've been thinking about getting more more piercings. So, like, yeah, if you're into you know, it, do I'd it, go man. with you. Yeah. No, no, I'm not going to Claire's ever in my life. <laughs> ever, ever in my no, life. No, never. Don't go to Claire's. Don't get your piercings at Claire's. I know. I only said that because you've brought up Claire's every time someone has an ear pierced. You're like, don't go to Claire's. It's the worst. Don't go to Claire's. Go to a real piercing place. They're very sanitary. My gym had a Friday the 13th party on Friday. Nice. I saw that, Mikey. If they had a tattoo artist doing free tattoos. That's a thing. That's Friday the 13th tattoos are a thing. Every tattoo shop in town, for the most part had like discount flash just for that day and they only do it that day that's cool and you show up i didn't know that i looked at a couple but i like there was no way i was going to be able to get out that day and then i fell in the shower and so like you know but yeah it's it's a thing one of these years i'll do it Paige, do you have any tattoos i have one. Oh, that's right i've seen it that's right i've been meaning to get more it just never happens mikey you don't have any do you no i'm pretty pretty straight edge over here i have no piercings or tattoos yeah i do have a tattoo but no piercing you have a tattoo what's your tattoo um it is a fleur de lis where the top of the middle leaf is disconnected and that leaf the top is the eye of providence you could have just said tramp stamp i would have got it it is on my left shoulder because it's my mother's side of the family. It's on the family crest. That's cool. Yeah. And I, I wear a key necklace because that's my dad's side of the family. Mm-hmm. I want to get a uh, tattoo that represents my dad's side of the family, too, on my right shoulder blade. But I haven't thought of what that would be. And uh, the family crest for Schlosser isn't cool like LeBaron. Mm, mm. I thought about getting yep. a, like a 95 somewhere because that's what they name all the poli- the mental health police cars that of the program I made. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Down actually. The city. So that's that would like, be cool. Nice. 95 is the end of each designation, but I, I don't know. That sounds a little douchey. I don't know. I, don't know. I would get a horror tattoo. virgin tattoo if this ever became like our our full time job. I'd get an HV on my body somewhere. I I've debated. I've taught. I've thought about getting a cult podcast tattoo for a long time. Yeah, I would get a yeah or some something that like hints at it or whatever. Yeah, same. My only current tattoo is knuckle tats that say "talk shit, get hit." I'm gonna get abs <laughs> contoured on my gut. There you go. I just airbrush those every morning. Natalie's very good with an airbrush, guys. You should try it out. Oh, does she have the airbrush makeup? <laughs> no, I'm just I'm joking. No, oh. I worked at Panama City for a long time. <laughs> exactly. Oh, That's what oh, it was. Yeah. Okay. Can she make me a jean jacket with like <laughs> that says Tampa on it? <laughs> in Tampa? Embroidered diamonds or whatever. Like No, the... I want it to say Trampa, but just like along the bottom, just own it. Hell yeah. Own it. Anyway, Chucky's head turns. Yep, to look at Damien. Yep. Rips the lip ring, smothers Damien, and kills Damien immediately. And Jennifer Tilly's just like, awesome, thank you. Uh, So <laughs> we cut to Catherine Heigl and her friends being pulled over 
by a cop that's been like paid outside the system to tail them, which seems very illegal. Yes. And borderline abusive, honestly. No, 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 no. Not all of this is an abuse of power and illegal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for, for reals. But, you know, it's like regular cop shit, apparently. At least in this movie. Shouldn't be. Because every cop in this movie is like dirty AF. And I love that. Is that is true. Like, yeah. John Ritter hired another cop to like follow his niece's boyfriend. And then, like, plants drugs in his car. Like, John Ritter is terrible in this movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I love him as a human. I, I miss him so much. He was great. They then take Katherine Heigl home, right? She's going to miss prom. We cut to the trailer where Jennifer Tilly, I made Swedish meatballs because I. It's it was good before. It's not good now. She made Swedish meatballs. <laughs> uh, she wanted it to be, it to be perfect. Uh, and she has a playpen for the nursery, which is the most horrifying playpen I've ever seen because it locks under that <laughs> table. <laughs> it's just a baby cage. You don't want to keep children safe, Paige. It is wild, though, because she does lock him in after he reveals he was not going to marry her. Right. Which is the funniest part of this movie, I think, when she's like, here's that ring you gave me when you were going to propose to me. And he was like, oh, you mean that ring from this lady I murdered? I could have gotten five or six thousand out of that ring. And she's like, wait, you weren't going to offer to marry me? He just starts laughing in her face. Yeah. Like he doesn't realize she can lift a plastic doll. Yeah, exactly. It was insane. And she does. She like picks him up, throws him in that baby jail and locks it. Yeah. He insults her like she couldn't drop kick him into the sun. I know. Also, don't insult gorgeous Jennifer Tilly who just did a sexy dance for you. How dare you? She did that for you. I know. You marry that woman who does that sexy dance for you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You wife her up, Mikey. He didn't ask for that dance. I know. She offered it for free. Yeah. And just brought him back to life. Like, if he needs to marry anybody, it's that person. Yeah. She's been looking for him for 10 years, Mikey. 10 years. And also, they were like murdering partners back in the day apparently yeah well he's come back to life twice and didn't care enough to go look her up so like she's almost kidnapped his soul this is gonna sound worse than it actually is somehow but chucky in those earlier sequels was just preoccupied with getting inside a little boy <laughs> yeah that's true Getting into that boy's soul. Yeah, he was busy. He didn't have time to find Jennifer. He's trying to come up with the troll toll. <laughs> Plus, for all he knew, she had moved on. Yeah, he didn't know she was still looking. I do love how it like sort of retcons that he wouldn't have looked for her because he didn't really care about her that much. Like, that is revealed in this scene. Well, he's a serial killer. I know! <laughs> I wasn't surprised by that, but she seems surprised by that. She is also a serial killer. It's like when Dexter falls in love with another serial killer. Doesn't that happen in one of those? He falls in love with his fucking sister at one point. No, 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 no. The sister falls in love with him. He falls in love with another serial killer. The girl from Chuck who moves to South America. And then when he, at the end of the season, at the end of the show, he has his kid go live with her instead of his parents-in-law. It was so such a bad ending. I don't even want to talk about it. Well, I, I only saw the first season. Liked it. Didn't continue watching it, but largely because a lot of people were like, it wasn't good in later seasons. So it's good up until the end of season four. Okay. Well, I mean, it's a lot like that, though, because it's two serial killers falling in love. I mean, we could have done this movie on Romancing the Pod, honestly, because it's about two people sharing similar interests and falling in love and getting married. And they've got good chemistry. <laughs> no, now I sound like Marge Simpson. I, I got to stop doing it. But How hard did you hit your head, Paige? So hard. Brought the Marge Simpson out of you. So, so hard. Uh, <laughs> it hurt 
really bad. I'm sure. Don't do that. Get the little grippy things for your shower. That's why they have Don't be like me. Anyway, so she makes some Swedish meatballs. She shows him the playpen, but he's like, I was never going to ask to marry you. And she has this realization of like, you'll never change. What was I thinking? Well, you know what? fuck you then and puts him in the playpen and so he's kind of like caged and she's like taunting him but this is where she says i'm sorry i'm not into short guys rude i mean he's a very short yeah he is a very short guy i suppose yeah and he's not like a guy he is anatomically correct he's not human with like a doll with a serial killer's essence in it anyway so she throws the ring at him mistake uh she then sleeps next to damien's dead body so we know that she's not playing with a full deck either Um, No, i mean she's also a killer or yeah, a serial at killer. least likes to manipulate people into killing for her. I'm not sure if she has a body count up till this point yet, but yeah, she killed that cop. Oh, yeah, of course. So, yeah, she is a killer. Mm-hmm. This is Mikey from Harvard. And I practiced this ad for factor in my car today. <laughs> Can you show us what you practiced? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mikey from Harvard in here. <laughs> talk about factor. <laughs> Nailed it. I have used factor on and off the last couple of years, uh, especially since 2020. My work is very busy. I have a very busy day job. He does. I have a very busy hobby uh-huh. slash second job called podcasting. <laughs> yeah, it's so much work for you. <laughs> Eating healthy is hard. Cooking, I'm single. <laughs> Cooking single is hard. And I've loved Factor. Other people, they ship you ingredients. You have to cook them. It takes a long time. Factor, they ship you Fresh, never frozen meals. And it always only takes two minutes, which is like my favorite thing. I never have to think about how long it has to go in the microwave. It's two minutes. That's what my dating profile says. Always two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) It's helped me eat healthier, though. They have a bunch of like dietary options, like low calorie or protein or keto. Is it keto? Keto? Mikey, you've said it wrong so many times. I'm not sure if I remember how to say it right. It's keto, right? Keto. No, it's keto. It's keto. But anyway, Factor's amazing. <laughs> so just head to factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50 and use code horrorvirgin50 to get how much percentage off, Mikey? Were you paying attention? 50. Damn. 50% half. off. Literally half off. That's code horrorvirgin50 at factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50 to get 50% off. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Anyway, we cut to the next day outside her trailer. We find out that Jesse, Catherine Heigl's boyfriend, lives in her same trailer park and he sees her taking a trunk out of the trailer and she's like, hey, uh, can you help me out with this? Damien's body is in there. Fully Damien's body is in there. We see it in there. And this, this dude's fucking strong. There's no way you'd be able to lift this without a second person. It is so clearly empty and he is so clearly trying badly to make it seem like it's not. It is so funny. It is. And now that he's grown, he eats five dozen eggs. Like, that's how <laughs> strong you'd have to be. It does look like it's about Gaston, yes. Yeah, Can you yeah, imagine yeah. how big an amulet five dozen eggs could make? Five dozen egg amulet would be so big. That's 60 eggs. Todd, that's 60 eggs. I'm here for I'd it. Make, 
I, well, Paige, you'd be proud of me. I successfully made a four egg omelet for myself yesterday and it folded in everything. And I put Parmesan cheese in it. I was just happy. Like I did the whole fold. I flipped it a bunch and I was like, holy shit, I'm killing it. No one was here. So it was like a personal celebration. Oh, I remember when I was learning to flip things in a skillet and I was doing it in my studio apartment in Hollywood. Very, very tiny. And I flipped into the running ceiling fan. Uh, so I like had a pancake. Oh my I God. I flipped it up. It hit the ceiling fan and then just like splattered the pancake around the room. And I was like, well, I think we're done with that for now. Well, I think we're ordering in. Yeah. <laughs> you had like four feet ceilings. That's a huge flip there. It was, they were not very tall ceilings. Uh, I think they were not even eight feet. Maybe. I was the only one ever there. So for me, they were tall enough, but like they were not tall. I was trying to do the one where you like you flip it and catch it. And I just underestimated my own strength and hit the ceiling fan. I love that you just fucking <laughs> toss the pancake into the ceiling fan. I love that. <laughs> Little thing you should know about me, toss the pancake into a ceiling fan. Uh, <laughs> if, if I was coming off the next bus, that would be next to my name. It would be like. Scorpio. Honestly, on the slides we use at our live shows, that needs to be a fact from now on. I'll do that on the next one. I always forget about that. Anyway, so while she's out taking care of the body, Chucky's in in the... like little crate with a speak and spell and he's like spelling out with blocks kill tiffany slow the speak and spell is trying to get him to spell woman and he's spelling out bitch so funny yeah this is a real enemies to lovers kind of story just like sense and sensibility that's the level of romantic movie this is guys just like the classic romantic film, Enemy Mine. Is that a film? With Louis Gossip Jr. and Dennis Quaid as a starfighter pilot who crashes in a mine with an alien and they have a baby. Holy <laughs> shit! Mike, that is a what? movie I did not know exists, but I am sure it came out in 1984. Like, that is the level of 80-ness of that premise. Those two species were at war, and that baby helps end that war later on in the film, I think. I will absolutely watch Dennis Quaid bone an alien. Like that's <laughs> played by Lewis Gossip Jr. from. Oh wait, no, wait. The alien is Lewis Gossip Jr. <laughs> yes, I just looked it up, guys. It came out in 1985. The alien is called Dirac. Is his name? Never mind. Uh, I rescind my statement. I thought this was going to be a sexy lady alien, and I was going to be like, I hope this doesn't unlock something in is me. Because he's black, page. No, it's because I f- I struggle to see how they would have romantic. <laughs> he's chemistry. a reptile. He is a he is a lizard alien. Wait, so they have a half human, half reptile baby? No, they like rely on each other and form a love, and then he's like, my species sometimes drops an egg, and then like they have to raise it together. <laughs> Okay, so like Dennis Quaid is not involved in the fertilization of the egg. I think it's oh, a more emotional. <laughs> it's an emotional fertilization. All right, we is that a horror movie? We got to get to the bottom the of Drax and. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely a bromance slash romance. <laughs> the premise of the movie is. During a long space war, the lives of two wounded enemies become dependent on their ability to forgive and trust each other. I watched a lot of stuff as a kid. Yeah, you watched (laughs) weird shit. You know what's more impressive to me is that he remembers this. Yeah, what the fuck? Like, he's like, these movies are who really raised me. Yeah. Everybody's seen Enemy Mine. 
What? No. <laughs> I didn't even know this existed until right this second. I was today years old Same. when I learned that Dennis Quaid had fucked Louis Gossage. <laughs> <laughs> Emotionally. Emotionally. Of course. Anyway, watch Enemy Mine, but we should move on. Yeah. They don't make films like that. They don't make creative films <laughs> <Thank> anymore. <God. laughs> oh, no, I'm kidding. I don't know. All Maybe these it's big great. budget superhero flicks. Where's my science fiction? <laughs> We're going to fuck a lizard guy emotionally and raise his baby. Give him that emotional support. You know what I'm saying, ladies? <sighs> Hollywood's dead, right? Now. <laughs> I'll help you raise your egg reptile baby. Anyway, it's just like this film. <laughs> it is nothing at all like this ever at any point. They're never in a mine. None of them are lizards. Like, what is? what are you talking about? Well, to be fair, we don't really know what Chucky is. Maybe he is... <laughs> We're all lizards at heart. Oh my god, you guys are actively <laughs> trying to make this another four-hour recording. No, I can I'm tell. Not, I'm what not, are you talking about? Why you gotta be so cold-blooded? <laughs> like a lizard, Paige. Cold-blooded. Touch it and see. I'm a lizard and I fucked Dennis Quaid. <laughs> a lizard, Paige. We're only at an hour twenty. I checked the time and it said an hour 20 before I went on a seven minute rant about enemy mind. The people need to know. Watch this movie. It's the perfect Thanksgiving film. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so concerned, Mikey. (laughs) Concerned I won't get a chance to watch it. Let's get through this episode. I always always watch Chopping Mall on Thanksgiving, but sure. It's be a great double feature. Anyway. Cook yourself a nice Thanksgiving amulet and enjoy a double feature of Enemy Mine and Chopping Mall. That sounds like the perfect day. I want to point out that Enemy Mine came out the same year as Back to the Future did. So, like, good movies were existing at the time. You guys haven't seen it. You don't know if it's good or not. Hey, hey, you guys maybe don't get this one, but your kids are going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Chucky uses the diamond in the ring to kind of wear through the wooden cage. Yeah, because she threw it at him when he was like, no, I wasn't going to marry you, you idiot. Take it. Uh, so she's in the bath watching Murder, She Wrote, because yes. <laughs> because goals, right? Because goals, yeah. She's like, that'll be me someday. And she turns it to Bride of Frankenstein. And he jumps at her and she kicks him, which is perfect because every time people talk about Chucky, they're just like, throw him, kick him. She does all those things. Well, and he mm-hmm. does like fly away from her like he weighs five pounds and a grown woman kicked him. Right, right, right. Uh, but then he pushes the TV cart into the bathtub, electrocuting her Yes. Uh, while reciting the... The, the the words from oh I forgot to, she brought him a doll a bride doll yes to kind of mock him uh, so he tries to transfer her spirit to the doll and it works and she's <laughs> fucking mad of course she is uh, but this is also where he reveals that they need amulets for sustenance and an amulet yeah. to get back to human bodies. So a heart of Dumbala amulet ooh it's a local delicacy it, does it just have like of course egg parmesan cheese and like <laughs> swedish meatballs in, in it no no no, like artichoke hearts yes artichoke and hearts a little bit of garlic i would fuck some, with that mozzarella sure. cheese guys make yourself a heart of dambala omelet 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm just i'm sure i am sure there are people listening to this in their cars or whatever on the way to work like omelet 
damn it! <laughs> and I love Siri, that. Siri, find me an omelet. <laughs> Alexa, give me the closest omelets. You asked for amulets? The closest jewelry store is... Welcome to Amulets and Omulets, the breakfast jewelry store. <laughs> you pick out jewels, we make you omelets. Welcome to Cooking Up Nightmares, a horror-themed <laughs> TV show where we cook a meal and watch a movie. There, So there used to be, there are themed restaurants like that. And there's one. There's a place called Grill Em All, which is not necessarily horror-themed, but it's like monster heavy metal themed, which is kind of awesome. And then there yeah. also used to be a place called Rockin' Crepes, which was a heavy metal themed crepe restaurant. Both. But I fucks with that heavy. I love a themed restaurant. I'd go to a heavy metal crepery. I would go to a horror movie breakfast place. Hell yeah. Cook it up nightmares, baby. So if you were going to, much like you've done the presidential breakfasts, do horror movie breakfasts, which movies would you do and what would those breakfasts be? Hmm. I mean, of course you would do like Jason and Freddy and all of that. Jason chicken fried steaks, Manhattan. <laughs> Freddy's uh, cream warrior. Oh, no. Cream oh, no. Warriors. I'm bad at this. <laughs> okay. So, so she, she's a doll now. Uh, and she's like, motherfucker. And he's like, well, we're going to need to get omulets to, to put us back in bodies. And he reveals that the omulet was in his possession when he died and was buried with him right right so they have to go exhume his body and he's like so how are we gonna do that well we gotta trick somebody into driving us because we can't so she calls jesse and was like how would you like five hundred dollars to drive these dolls to this place and she tells him because he's like how about a thousand and she's like oh yeah you'll get the other 500 when you deliver they're just gonna kill him like it, <laughs> there's no way they're paying i actually thought they were gonna use his body to transfer chucky into and then yes. she was gonna transfer yeah. into Catherine heigl's character so but yeah they're fully intending to kill them right yeah yeah oh, at least steal their bodies which i don't know if it's killing or not killing it's definitely killing yeah i'll call that killing yeah, yeah. i mean at best case scenario you're going to the sunken place right yeah, exactly, exactly. I wonder in the court of law if that is like a provable concept because if like Chucky stole the body. Ag aggressively, it's not. I do think it's funny that he's like $500, hell yeah. And when he's talking to Catherine Heigl later, she's like, where'd you get all this money? And it's like, I know, it's $500 like... in 1998, which is, that would be uh, around $914 today. Right. Which isn't nothing. But, like, they're going to run away on $914? Well, see, this is teenagers, right? They don't know. Yeah, they <laughs> like, do they not They have no know. idea. They're like, $900? That could last us six months. It's like, bitch, no. That's like a couple a couple power bills. The 90s were great. That could have lasted you not. Like, their no. rent was $20. No. No, you were on the phone when I said this, but that would be $914 today. That's a lot of money. No, I could live it's six not months a lot of with money. that money. <laughs> it's not a lot of money. <laughs> even if they did get the full thousand, which they are thinking they're going to get, that'd be not even $2,000. It's $1,800. But they're yeah. dumb kids. They don't know. Exactly. They are dumb kids. Yes. Um, uh, we get a makeover montage for Tiff. Love it. Hell yeah. Barbie, eat your heart out. Oh my God. When I saw that, I was like, oh, you know I'm going to bring Barbie box office numbers into this. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure that nothing, nothing could compete with Barbie. Like you can't, you, you could be like Avengers Endgame and Barbie still probably maybe whooped its ass. Anyway, so <laughs> he comes by to pick them up and they're like, act natural. And they just. Her act natural is like fainting and Chucky's just like a doll and she's like 
post. <laughs> but he takes them with a note written in crayon, which is hilarious. We cut to, he pulls up to Catherine Heigl's house and their friend David is there, like helping them on their way. And she's basically like, didn't you love that other guy? And he's like, yeah, but his mom found out and freaked out. Yeah. You've got a chance to be happy go be happy right yeah. yeah and so when he pulls up he's like i got 500 dollars and another 500 when we get there and they're like we're rich because they're dumb we can teams. do anything we want forever <laughs> it's insanity i mean really all he says is we can run away i can put a deposit on an apartment and we can i can get a job right right, right. which is doable i think i what guess year is this? yeah 1998 so yeah Maybe. i mean my de- my deposit and for my college apartment when i lived by myself was 400 dollars Oh, that's nice. That's good for you. Uh, my so in two thousand eight, my apartment deposit was nine hundred and ninety five dollars. I mean, that's also ten years after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you live in a very expensive state, right? And went to school at a very expensive place. But aren't they in New York? They are in rural New York. Yes. Yeah, I guess rural New York. What is that yeah. like Syracuse? No, I looked it up actually. Yeah, so this takes place in Lockport, New York, until they get to Jersey, which is at the very end of the movie. But the majority of it takes place at Lockport. Well, or until they go to Canada. Well, okay, yeah, but they're only there for one scene. No, like a bunch of scenes, because that's where the hotel is, too. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right, I guess. They're in Canada for, conservatively, a third of this movie. But Lockport is pretty rural it looks like it's very close to okay. niagara falls though it's like maybe oh i'm probably gonna get this wrong so don't bust my ass but it's probably like 30 minutes outside of buffalo oh all right anyway her uncle sees that the van is outside and sets them up to be followed immediately yes he's like free candy yeah free candy <laughs> uh but he also goes to try and look in the car so he's the one i think who's gonna try and plant the drugs yeah but while he's in there the dolls are like we gotta figure some shit out but this is where we find out that jennifer tilly's obsessed with martha stewart same girl uh so like they're going to improvise so they find a jar of nails and they set them up on the glove compartment so that they can like bungee shoot the nails into john ritter's face well they actually do it through the airbag yeah they like trigger the airbag to go off which is so difficult to replace. Yeah, and you would be able to see it. Exactly. Like you, <laughs> yes. Like, once your airbag goes, you have to, like, take it to a mechanic to change it out. And that shit's expensive. It's so expensive. The fact that Katherine Heigl and her boyfriend are, like, walking out to the car when this happens, and then they're able to, like, hide the body and fix the airbag before they get back to the car was insane. And I loved it. You're right. It's not believable for two dolls imbibed by the spirits of serial killers <laughs> through the power of I dummy voodoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so... <laughs> They put his body into one of like the bench compartments of the van and the van takes off. So they get pulled over almost immediately. And they're, and she's like, does my uncle pay you? And he's like, yeah, uh, I'm a dirty cop. <laughs> Haven't you ever heard? Dirty cop. Bop, bop, bop. Sick and tired of hearing all these teens are walking around. Yeah. What's the deal with this van life? And when are we going to fade out? So he <laughs> searches the van without a warrant. Which, by the way, remember what Jay-Z said. Well, my glove compartment's locked, so is the trunk in the back, and I know my rights, so you're going to need a warrant for that. The problem is they're in a van, so if he had probable cause, he could he could get into the van and uh, see that weed. 
but not open the bench. But he doesn't open the bench. The, well, I guess the weed is in the um, in the seat. Yeah, it's in the seat. But also, he don't have probable cause for search and seizure. If you smell a strong odor of weed, I think in some states that is enough for probable cause. Well, I mean, he's a dirty cop. He doesn't need probable cause because he's doing this illegally, I guess is my point. But yeah, like he could just say he smelled a strong odor and get in or whatever. But he would also need to document a legitimate probable cause reason yep. to pull over the car. Oh yeah, for sure, because the chief of police in this area really seems to care about following <laughs> legal yeah, rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the guy planting the weed, right? Like, isn't it the chief that plants the weed? Yeah, the chief plants the weed. It's yeah. almost like this is a horrifying police state. <laughs> yeah. We can't get into it right no, now. We anyway, don't have time. So uh she flips out and and tries to punch the cop, and her boyfriend is like Please don't assault an officer. <laughs> That's going to be way worse. You go inside and get food. I'll handle this, right? So this is why I looked up where this movie took place when I was watching it. Uh-huh. Because assaulting a peace officer in New York State is a class C felony. Jesus. And the maximum pr- prison sentence is 15 years yeah. and a $5,000 fine. Yeah, it's... <laughs> so it's lucky that Mur- uh, Chucky murders them for him. Yeah. Yeah, because she was definitely going to jail. Right. Meanwhile, the dolls are smoking that weed in the back. <laughs> Great. I mean, it is like a That 70s Show type van, if that makes sense. Like, I want a van like that so badly. It reminded me of Krieger's van from Archer. Have you guys seen Yes. It, it reminded me of that kind of van. My dream... Because I do end up driving a lot of places to do stand-up because sometimes it's easier to drive or, you know, cheaper to drive, sometimes faster to drive. And I would love for those shorter trips like that to have just like a 70s shagging wagon, but with like a brand new engine in it. So it wouldn't just like be a gas guzzling monster. Right. Get like a hybrid shagging wagon. Not not even (laughs) just a hybrid, just not the original, (laughs) like... I want to be able to not break down on the side of a desert road and get murdered. And so like with like a mattress in the back, whole nine, I would love it. Take the cat with me. It'd be great. Um, Hell yeah. Our cat likes to be in the car, by the way. It's a weird thing. We take the cat with us whenever we go to NorCal. Oh, cool. Hmm. I mean, cats can get used to it. Like it's not all cats that hate it. Yeah. McCready is down with cars. He, as long as he's with us, he's happy. Anyway, the cop finds the weed. Now it's a problem. Jesse's pissed. He kicks out his own headlight And so at this point, Chucky's like, I'm going to take care of this cop problem and grabs a shirt from the back of the van and the lighter from the cop from earlier. Yeah. Lights the shirt and puts it in the gas tank of the police cruiser. And it just fucking explodes. Yeah. Chaos. Everyone's running. Catherine Heigl drops all the food she just spent all their hard earned money on and gets to the car. That 500 bucks that was going to last them forever. (laughs) It was going to last us six months. Uh, but so she runs over to Jesse and she's just like, oh my God, did you blow up a police car? He's like, no, I thought you did. And they're like, I don't know, get in the car. I do love how like they start suspecting each other here. And that like also sort of pays off plot wise. Yeah. Like, cause th- that becomes like a thing between them. Yeah. They also find out via TV, because David calls them, that they found a lighter that belonged to the dead cops. So now they've linked to those two cases. Yeah. But also her uncle is missing. They go to Niagara Falls. They get married. But clearly they're already distrusting each other during this marriage ceremony and not super into it. Right. Yeah. But cut to the van where the dolls are watching. And this is where Jennifer Tilly's like, oh, I always wanted 
a big church wedding and a, a picture in the paper, but like more flattering than a mugshot. Like it's, it's a crazy monologue. It is I a love crazy it monologue. so much. Yeah. But this is where they kind of like bond where they're just like, it's so fun that we're killing each other as dolls. Um, but as that's happening, John Ritter is alive and like bursts out of that compartment with a face full of nails. It was so funny. I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. Chucky full stabs him to death. And then they put the body back, which, of course, would have gotten blood all over the inside of the van. Of course. No Paige. one notices. Yeah, but they don't notice because there's no blood there until yeah. later in the movie. Right. When their friend who was going to go to Princeton on a fucking uh, figure skating figure scholarship. Figure skating scholarship. Which, again, Princeton Ivy League school. I don't think figure skating scholarships exist. I don't know. I don't know. If it might. But, like, figure skating seems like a rich person's sport. <laughs> So they go to the honeymoon suites, which is like a kitschy romance hotel, which, by the way, I just got a book on Hotel Kitsch is the name of the book because it had our wedding venue in it. And it has a whole list of other crazy hotels like this. And I was like, I'm going to go to all these hotels. <laughs> Every anniversary you and Jake should celebrate by going to another hotel, like by, by checking <laughs> one off the list. That I mean, I if agree. we had the money to do that, I, I am all on board that would this. be awesome cannot fund it at this time but someday well because i'm sure they're all over the world question mark at they're least the all US. over the country yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's it's mostly an american thing for this type of kitschy hotel i know okay. they exist other places sure. but the u.s has a bit of a monopoly on weird well weird hotels maybe i don't think that we're not the only country with weird no 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 but like in this vein right like okay, yeah like a 19 50s to 80s hotel that's like what if all the beds were heart-shaped and water beds that's a very american thing it's also like super weird like i would never want to have sex in a heart-shaped water bed that seems like a nightmare it's tough to get traction but i'm here for it i'm i'm down to try just like hey you know what you would also think that it would be hard to try and have sex in a rock shower but that doesn't mean i'm not gonna try Paige, you've had enough shower related injuries this week please refrain yeah, that's fair for my own safety. <laughs> Have you learned nothing? Yeah. I mean, I whatever I did learn, I bonked my head pretty bad. <laughs> I love the word bonk. You forgot the lesson gravity was t trying to teach you. <laughs> it's gone now. Anyway, I find waterbeds really fun to sleep on. Not great for sex. Traction. Problem. I don't like either of them on there. I don't want to sleep on a waterbed either. Yeah, same, Mikey. Oh, I find it really calming. I mean, I could get that. I slept in my pool a lot this summer. That's for dangerous. Naps. <laughs> That's really dangerous. How did you fall asleep in your pool? Were you on like a like float? Like I had my float and oh, I had okay. a couple beers, you know? I'm just laying out. Of course, alcohol Soaking up the sun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thinking of 1985 classic Enemy Mine. Like, I should watch that again. <laughs> I got to get my Drax on out here and just get wasted <laughs> and go to sleep. Called the life of a homeowner. Looking for a lady, but maybe I should have been looking for a lizard who understood the real me inside. Yeah, who wanted to get to know the real me. I mean, if you guys want me to role play, ladies, <laughs> I need my drag. <laughs> so the weirdest role play Mikey has ever done was he got to pretend that he was... Louis Gossett Jr.? <laughs> no, I'm Dennis Quaid in yeah, this no, equation. He, he's definitely oh, Dennis Quaid, okay, okay. yeah. But I did buy a Dance with Dragons dragon egg replica to play the egg that they would have <laughs> dropped and we would have to come to terms with a relationship. Mikey, I knew you wanted a baby, but this role play is troubling at best. Think of the omulet you could make with <laughs> that giant egg. <laughs> anyway, uh, while they're getting ready in their suite, 
another couple just bursts into their hotel room, which, by the way, if you burst into my hotel room and I'm not ready for it, I'm not going to be polite to you. No. I'm going to throw bows immediately. That makes sense because I've bursted in many hotel rooms and they those ladies were not polite to me. No, I... If you burst into my hotel room, I can only assume you're going to try and attack me and I am fighting for my life. I thought you said burst in a hotel room. Mikey was talking about sex. Oh, yeah. Well, clearly. Just just say, (laughs) as as a woman who stays alone in hotels a lot, I will fucking cut you if you come to my hotel room. (laughs) Like, did they leave the door open? No, No. they didn't lock it, it seems, because they like they do sort of open the door and walk through it. And this is the 90s where you probably had to manually lock it like a child's toy. You probably did. Mikey is only making references from movies that <laughs> came out in 1985. Because that was a Back to the Future reference if you missed it. I did. I don't know if this has ever happened to you where some where the hotel mixes up the rooms that they're giving out slidey keys for. Where they accidentally give somebody the key to your room no i've never had that happen at least not that i knew of i've had a drunk person like beat on my door thinking that it was their room yeah and then i I just went to the door and i was like what room are you looking for and i can't remember the numbers but they had flipped it uh yeah if someone bursts into my room it's gonna be like mad max beyond thunderdome in there yeah that's what i'm saying another film that came out in 1985 my God, Mikey literally just Googled all the famous films that came out in 1985. But also Tina Turner in that movie. Yes. Yes. What's Dome got to do? Got got to to do do with it. it. Yeah, Master Blaster's way underrated. We should get back into this movie. Speaking of small killers. Yes. Small killers. So uh, (laughs) these people basically break into their room to rob them. Like that. That's what it is. Oh, no. They break in their room to fuck them. She just steals from them when they're like, no. But it's very clear. They were like, um, my wife saw you from across the bar and we dug your vibe. I see. I thought that was their subterfuge for getting in because later she's like, we yeah. would have done better at Club Med, but I got 500 bucks for them or whatever. So I that, thought like, they're like more Bonnie and Clyde-ish. Yes. Either way. Either way. They saw you from across the waterbed and they liked your vibe. <laughs> but Jennifer Tilly sees this happen. And so as soon as our main characters, our, our kids go to sleep, she and Chucky are like, let's go fucking murder them. So we go to the other suite where they also have a waterbed with a giant mirror on top of it. And she throws a champagne bottle into the mirror, shattering the mirror, stabbing them, exploding the waterbed. It's amazing. The explosion that happens when the glass like falls onto them and obviously the bed as well, because it's just falling everywhere, is hilarious to me because it explodes like it was under pressure. I mean, what would have happened is it just like it like pokes holes in the bed and then it like comes out like the water would have just flowed out but it pops like it was under so much pressure and even them they pop like blood shoots up like like their blood was under an immense amount of pressure very funny to me i loved it no no they had high blood pressure i mean yeah i mean you're not wrong but it, it shoots out like the water is mixed in with the blood it's wild todd maybe it's just some weird science that they have going on in there mikey never change I like how Mikey was like, we can't have this recording go long like last time. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whose fault is this? I'll pull my, what I usually do. It's when I get tired at uh, the last third of the movie, I'll just like talk less. <laughs> that actually is what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Real helpful. Uh, anyway, so her finger gets severed by the mirror and she had a ring on it. So Chucky, I guess impressed by Jennifer Killey's murder spree is like, I should have asked you to marry me a long time ago. 
take this ring and she's like oh, i always cry at weddings and then we get the doll sex okay i'm glad we're here i'm glad we're here because i think in order to make this movie 80 percent better Mm-hmm. They should have just foldied in like, you know, when like plastic rubs up against plastic, that like squeaky <laughs> sound it makes. Like the sound of Barbies rubbing together. Yes, exactly. They, sh- <laughs> they should have added that in because we are to believe he is penetrating her and busting inside her. Like they make a baby in this scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This is just like the beginning of Nightmare on Elm Street Dream Child or whatever. This is them creating the next movie or whatever. Yes. This is also where we get the, do you have a rubber? I'm all rubber. Great. (laughs) We cut back to the teenagers who have not noticed that their murderous dolls are gone. But they each independently call David to be like, I think the other person murdered all those people. I love that. And then David is like, I'm sure it's not. But maybe like go to the police. Yeah. Maybe like go to the police. He's the only one giving them good advice. And then does he does something very stupid after this. It is very stupid, but I understand why he did it because like clear after talking to both of them, he's like either one of you is lying or this is just a really unfortunate set of circumstances and you're both too dumb to lie that well. So I'm pretty sure it's that. I would have pulled the gun. I think it, I think that's a good move. Oh, I don't think he was dumb to pull the gun. He's dumb to show up at yeah. all. Also, why is he helping this couple at all? Like, none of that makes sense. Like, what is his motivation for doing all that? These are his best friends. I got the impression, and this is not on the screen. I cannot back it up. I got the impression that she helped him with his relationship that he was hiding that the mom eventually found out about. Okay. And so this is the bond between a dramatic high school girl and her closeted gay best friend. <laughs> this is what we do for each other. And the code of silence that they the share. Code of silence that which we is share. a 1985 spy thriller. <laughs> you that son they of fell a bitch! For. Yes, I love it. I got him. You got her to repeat it. That's amazing. <laughs> I have on purpose not Googled it. I want to be surprised I, every time. I hate this so much. Anyway, so we cut to the next day where Kathy Najimi shows up as housekeeping. And it's just like, housekeeping, joy to be here. Wow, honeymooners, they must have really had a rough night. And then screams because she finds the bodies. Um, (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, she eventually stumbles upon all, you know, she sees the clue. Yeah. (laughs) All the bodies with the jagged edges of the glass in them. Uh, Very fun. But it also came out in 1985, Mikey, I think. With jagged edge? I'm pretty sure the movie Clue came out in 1985. So did the movie Jagged Edge. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> we just doubled down, baby. I'm so hungry. I All know. I you want just want an, an omelet so bad. I just want an omelet. Anyway, they run out of the hotel because they're like, they're definitely going to think it's us because we're the only other suspected murderers in this hotel. And they think it's each other more too, right? Yeah, because no one's going to believe it's the two dolls, right? Right, right, right. Uh, but David shows up. And so they take off with David in the van and he's like, so you guys are too dumb to lie that well. I'm pretty sure there's some sort of misunderstanding and your uncle is missing. So maybe he killed all those people. But then he's also like, what is that smell? Which if a dead body had been in your car overnight, holy shit, the smell would be inescapable. It depends on the temperature. I mean, I guess that is true. And they are in upstate New York. It is prom. So that means it's probably spring, summer. It'd be May. Yeah. So this would be very smelly. It probably would stink. Yeah. Real bad. And David David is like, 
Yeah, this is not good. But he finds the body as he's kind of looking around for the source of the smell and grabs the gun. Because at that point, he's like, oh, I was wrong. One of them definitely killed somebody. Because at this point, he's like, they're both lying to me. Oh, my God, they're in it together. Yes, a real genius move. You already did real genius. Or did you do weird science? Did that come out the same year? (laughs) Motherfucker. It's a good year. There's a lot of choices over here. But, Hemi, he does. You're right, Mikey. Pull a gun on them like he's commando in this moment. It's a good plan. And they pull over because they're like, oh, my God, a gun. And they all get out of the van and he literally just backs up too close to the street and gets balloon splattered on the front of a <laughs> what, truck. I laugh so hard about this. I mean, it's nuts because it doesn't even look like what it would look like if a body no. got hit by a truck. He does explode like it's a balloon. Well, I don't know. It explodes. I I, I would assume they, they can. I've hit a bird or a squirrel and it exploded. Sure. I... But clearly, they just, like, threw multiple giant balloons full of fake blood at the front of this truck. Like, that's yes, 100% what happens. <laughs> Love it. But the cops show up, right? Yeah. Uh, and Chucky, at this point, is like, all right, we've got guns now that we didn't explain where we got them that are doll-sized. Uh, but it's time for us to shoot at the cops. So they take off with Chucky and Tiff. And Chucky and Tiffany are just like, here's what's up. We're going to kill you. We want human bodies. This is what's going on. You are now our hostages, essentially. But this is the first time it's revealed to them that they actually are alive and sentient. Like, Catherine Heigl and Jesse didn't know that until this moment. Yeah, they did not know that until this moment. So, like, now they know who have been murdering people around them. Like, they put it all together really quickly at that point. Right. But they are now hostages. They are now hostages. And they have to ditch the van, so they have to get a Winnebago. Uh, where it's revealed that they just like killed the old couple in the Winnebago. But this is where I like the Winnebago scene. I do too. Cause Tiff is doing Jade's makeup uh, and making cookies. And she made Swedish meatballs again. And this is where Jesse is like, aha, I'm going to sprout some division between them because he remembered what Tiff said to him about taking care of his girlfriend. That like, if she cooks, you should at least do the dishes. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he starts a fight between Tiff and Chucky. Okay. But I have to say, I thought it was really funny when Chucky was like, but Tiff, what would Martha Stewart do? Yes. And I yes. immediately wanted to have like WWMSD bracelets printed up that we could hand out at <laughs> live shows. What would Martha Stewart yeah, do? Yeah, what would Martha Stewart do? And then she's like, fuck Martha Stewart. Like, it's like insane. I just wish I could have seen Martha Stewart watch this movie. Um, One of my favorite jokes about Martha Stewart because Martha Stewart I don't know if you remember is probably in jail at this time she didn't go to jail until 2004 yeah yeah damn this is like but this is like her peak of popularity I think yeah yeah yeah. The, the 90s she probably had her magazine Martha Stewart living in every mom's kitchen table True. I think Tiff would have liked her even more if she had gotten to the point where she went to prison. I know. Anyway, I love that we all just kind of forgot that she went to prison and now we're just excited that she's friends with Snoop. And I was like, I think her and Snoop have more in common than you would think. Well, her and Snoop's relationship really helped rehabilitate her reputation, which is nuts because Snoop Dogg was at one point on trial for murder. Absolutely. Yeah. Also, like, I'm pretty sure every billionaire has done a bit of insider trading and Martha Stewart's the only one who's famously gone to jail for insider trading in the last 30 years after they crashed the housing market. Yeah. Well, it was before they crashed the housing market. Oh, I know. But I mean, like, afterwards, Bernie Murdoch went to jail and that was it. Like, you know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so they are getting very, very close to the cemetery 
And they take this moment where Chucky and Tiff are fighting to each basically take one of them. So yeah. Catherine Heigl kicks Tiff into the oven. Jesse throws Chucky out a window, but the Winnebago crashes down into a ravine. There's like a gas leak. He has to get Catherine Heigl out. Meanwhile, Tiff is in the oven being like, you bitch, like scream. It's pretty great. <laughs> it's wonderful. I love it so much. It's yeah. great. And honestly, I didn't jump, but I loved when she, Tiff, puts her burnt face against the glass yes. in the oven. Yes. I mean, I, you know it's coming, and it's been such a silly movie up to this point. It did not scare me at all, but man, did I love that moment. It was so great. So good. He does get Catherine Heigl out of the Winnebago. He jumps from the exploding Winnebago. And Jade, Catherine Heigl's character, runs into Chucky, who, you know, fresh from being thrown out of the car, now has a gun and is like, come with me to the grave. Meanwhile, Jesse grabs Tiff and follows. Uh, they get to the grave and the medical examiner is there and Chucky just immediately shoots him. Just like, done. Of course. I do love that, like, they do establish in the plot that, hey, we have to big, they, we have to dig up the right. Chucky Lynn Ray or whatever his name was. Charles, Charles Lee, Lee Ray. Ray. Charles Lee Ray or whatever. So, like, they had to establish in the plot that, hey, when we get to the graveyard, Chucky's grave will already be dug. Be open. Because yeah. we don't want to waste time on that. I like yeah. that they found his fingerprints. Also, oh, how? How is when you transfer your body into a doll, it also transfers your fingerprints? That shit was nuts. I, I But I loved it. I was like, yes, of course. Oh, wait. So the dick is fine, but the fingerprints was a bridge too far. Well, okay. Listen, Mikey, it wasn't like they found dick prints, although I bet I, it, I bet you could do that. I bet you could get a dick print. Um, My thing with this is... As time has gone on and forensic evidence has evolved, fingerprint evidence is not the strongest anymore. I know. We need to switch to dick print, Paige. I agree. <laughs> we should absolutely stick to dick print. Uh, my, my favorite, I watched a whole documentary on uh, bite mark evidence is full bullshit. <laughs> is it? Yeah, pretty much. There's like multiple bite mark people, but there's like two main guys. And one of them has like a bunch of his cases have been overturned with DNA evidence. Like it's full bullshit. Yeah. DNA is where it's at, man. Yeah. yeah. DNA is so hot right now, guys in the crime world. It's so hot. So hot right now. My DNA is pretty hot. Ladies. Yeah. How, how's dating going, Mikey? Is it really hot? Is are you like a hot commodity right now on the, are you dating the same guy as me? Mm. Nashville subreddit or whatever. I am not having the most fun time. <laughs> With dating. Well, maybe if you made made ladies quesadillas or omelets, uh, they'd stick around longer. I'm not even getting that far. I, I set a hard rule of I'm not going to have sex unless I really like someone. Finding someone you really like is like really... It's difficult, man. It is a difficult endeavor. That's why when you find someone you really like, you've got to hold on to that person. you got to make them quesadillas. you got to yeah. make those omelets. Can't let them leave the house. No, I don't mean like entrap oh. them like Gerald's game. Okay, okay. I mean entice them with omelets. And, you know, like uh, like put down roots, you know, get like a room with a view, you know, those kind of things. Ropes. Put down ropes. Tap <laughs> them in there. Got it. You did finally <laughs> Google the list of the 1985 movies, didn't you? Of course I did, Paige. I refuse. It also gave me an idea for a movie I want to do on Romancing the Pod. And uh, you both will hate it. Anyway, Catherine Heigl climbs down into the grave. Gets the amulet and takes his head off in the process. Well, I mean, like, she just pulls the oh, amulet. It's a and it's, bone. Yeah, he's yeah, he's been dead for what at least ten years. More than that. More, more than that, because it's been ten years since Chucky has been in the evidence mm -hmm. locker. Yeah, when was the first Chucky movie? Not 1985. <laughs> 
Okay, so it came out in 1989 was the original Child's Play. So it has been 10 years. 10 years, Because okay. this came out in 98. So she climbs back out, gives him the amulet. Jesse has Tiff. They do like an exchange. So like you go, you take Tiff, you take whatever. And he throws a knife and gets Jesse in the back. Which, okay, I have a question about that. Mm-hmm. Because Chucky is going to try and take his body, right? Right. I would not damage a body I'm going to then put myself into. I think at this point, they're just wanting to escape. Yeah. Okay. So Chucky and Jennifer Tilly just want to get out of there, I guess? Yeah, yeah. I think okay. so. I think I think Chucky's mindset is, I'm going to murder all these people, and I have the amulet, so I don't need to yeah, yeah. worry about it. That's fair. I mean, you don't want to leave a witness. Right. Mm. Uh, <laughs> also, if you get stabbed, don't take it out. Oh, I know. When he fully says, immediately... He goes, after getting stabbed, take it out or pull it out or whatever. Yeah. But it's fine. He He's fine, Paige. He, he's fine. <laughs> he gets so much blood all over the back of her sweater when they're back to back. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. he's still, like, able to walk around and just do whatever. He's fine. Yeah. Anyway, they tie them up. And now they're going to potentially switch bodies. Uh, but Jennifer Tilly turns on Chucky and stabs him. For literally, I think no reason like she just decides in that moment that they belong dead so she stabs him in the back i think she saw the two younger people fighting for each other it was like she wanted them to live she wanted them to live she's like they've been fighting for each other this whole time and chucky doesn't usually fight for me but this gives us chucky versus tiff shovel fight yes love that oh it was amazing it was like the yoda lightsaber battle it was amazing It was great, but she does stab him and he stab or no, he stabs her and says, bitch, get off my knife, yeah. which is the wildest line ever. And I do love it. Oh, you mean the best ever written line of dialogue to come out of the 90s? Yeah. Bitch, get off my knife. <laughs> they kick him into the grave and take the ladder out so he can't get out. But so he's in the grave with his body. Right. And he's like, no one's ever going to believe this. You know that. But the cop shows up and is like just sees chucky in there and is like whoa whoa what the hell is that yeah. <laughs> what the hell is that they shoot chucky uh so he dies on his body and then meanwhile he find the they, he tells the kids to leave he's like they clearly didn't do it he finds the burned doll and pokes at her yeah because he's afraid that she's alive or whatever because he did right. just see chucky like it's i would check it too for sure yeah, yeah, yeah. i would not stay there to watch the birth of the seed of Chucky. Right. But, I mean, I guess he's a cop and has to secure the seed, so he sticks around. It was wild to me that the, he just let the two kids go. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, he yeah. needs to keep them there for questioning. Like, hey, what the fuck is that? What is going right. on? <laughs> what is like, going the, on? The people who can answer all of his, I'm assuming, millions of questions after so seeing what he just saw. He's like, I have no more questions you two leave. Wrap it up, boys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is a cop who is late to his breakfast club, and he just wants to get there as fast as possible. Yep. You're welcome, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she screams. She gives birth to a creepy little baby doll with creepy teeth. And, and, well, no, and it kills that, it. It kills, it kills the cop. Or attacks the cop. Yeah, it does jump at the cop. And, and that's, that's the movie. movie. So having seen this masterpiece of motion picture film and having talked about it, what do you guys think about The Bride of Chucky? Love it. I loved it. I, I dug it. It was perfect for my Halloween night. Last, I, I stayed in last night to relax and I watched this film nice. with some other scary stuff and I liked it. 
I think this is my favorite in the franchise because it doesn't take itself as seriously as the other ones. But I do sort of like the Child's Play franchise. All of the movies are like good on some level. Because I think the one before this is like, it's not a good movie, but I sort of loved it because it's like bonkers. And it's Child's Play 3, I think, is like perfect 80s, unintentionally bonkers good. Right, right, right. And I think the first two are like pretty creepy 80s horror movies and then like sure now we lean into the the humor and i think it makes it i think i think from now on they introduce like bad people to attack other people that chucky fights them and i like that too yeah yeah so i'm looking forward to the next ones especially knowing that the next one's literally called seed of chucky and it's about that baby we watched get birthed at the end of this movie yep i cannot wait but Paige, do you have any fun facts for us i do well here it is with your five facts Chucky, fun facts. facts. Uh, So this was reportedly Brad Dourif's favorite Child's Play movie until Curse of Chucky in 2013. Oh, okay. Um, That's his new favorite. According to Jennifer Tilly, all the audio for the doll sex scene was improvised. So they basically (laughs) were just like, the dolls are having sex, say weird shit. And she and Brad Dourif came up with the madness that ends up in this movie oh the rubber and the plastic conversation they're having this all ad lib that's hilarious (laughs) yeah that's great the death on uh charles lee ray's tombstone is november 9th 1988 which is the release date of the first child's play movie so 10 years love that okay now in the evidence room from the beginning of the movie obviously we had jason michael uh, Jason and Miles, Michael's masks, Leatherface's chainsaw, Freddy Krueger's glove, but there's also the crate from Creep Show. No shit, oh. I did. I did not recognize that. That's amazing. Okay, cool. I missed that one too. I didn't. I didn't find out about it till Fun Facts. Very cool. Combined with the release of this movie, there was supposed to be an album of love songs featuring Brad Dourif and Jennifer Tilly singing as their doll characters, no. Chucky and <laughs> no, Tiffany. Paige. Tell me that's a real fact. I need. Oh man, can we get that? I, I, I don't. I don't think it exists. Fuck. But it was because I don't think it was ever made. But it was a, an album of covers, and Tiff was supposed to sing "Killing Me Softly" with his song. Chucky was supposed to sing "House of the Rising Sun," and then they were both supposed to duet with "Hit the Road, Jack." I would spin that all Halloween for sure. Um, Catherine Heigl was not the original choice for Jade. In fact, she wasn't even the original casting. Julia Stiles was cast as Jade, but dropped out to take 10 Things I Hate About You instead. What an idiot, right? Like, (laughs) 10 Things I Hate About You, nobody saw that movie, whatever. No, that's amazing. That's a good call from Julia Stiles, for sure. Good call. Uh, So the character of Damien, uh, it's revealed that his name is Damien Baylock. Damien, obviously an homage to The Omen. Sure. Uh, and the nanny in The Omen is Mrs. Baylock. So a lot of Omen uh, stuff there. Tiffany's last name, even though we don't really hear it much in this movie, is Valentine. It comes up next in the next movie a little bit more. Okay. It was a CGI spider, uh, Charlotte. Oh, I thought it was a spider when it hit Damien's face. And then it looked real when, when Tiffany was holding it. It was CG when it landed on his face and it was real when she held okay, it. Okay, that's what it looked like to me. Yeah. Uh, although for 98, like it looks pretty good when it hit Damien's face. It does. And this is, and you'll cover this in, in you know, budget and box office. This is the most expensive Child's Play movie. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. So obviously there's uh, references to The Exorcist and others. Pinhead was the reference for the nails in the face. It's it's a whole but this movie is basically an homage to horror in general. Yeah. Two of Rob Zombie's songs are featured in the film. 
Uh, oddly enough, Brad Dourif would go on to play Sheriff Brackett in Rob Zombie's Halloween and Halloween 2. Okay. Uh, which we have not gotten to yet. I think that'll be next year's Halloween. No, there's a couple more. Anyway. So one of the Bride of Chucky promotional posters was a parody of the Scream 2 posters. <laughs> Love it. It was a limited release uh, early in the in the uh, marketing cycle. But Oh, my gosh. I just Googled Brad Dourif because I was like, what? I He's so good in everything he does. He yeah, he's is. great. Yeah, Brad Dourif is an amazing actor. Like, I think he gets lumped into, oh, he's just like a horror. He's just Chucky. He's just like the, but he's actually like a good actor. He's done a lot of great stuff. Yeah, de- he, the doc, him on, Wed- on Deadwood was amazing. Yes, he plays a doctor on uh, Deadwood. He's amazing in that. That's uh, honestly, so I loved Deadwood before we even started the podcast. I had watched it. Uh-huh. And uh, when I learned that Chucky was the doctor from Deadwood, that's how I thought of Brad Dourif. I was like, oh, he's the doctor from Deadwood. I'd probably Google him every time we do a child's play and forget it all Yeah, and then learn it again. Yeah, he's an amazing yeah. actor. I don't even have a tub to blame. <laughs> so, and this is very topical for me since I watched Face Off with Andrea Gazetta earlier this week. I saw your stories about that. Oh, so funny. <laughs> so funny, so, man. Why are there so many doves? Um, so Jennifer Tilly almost didn't get this role it was neck and neck with her and gina gershon who like <laughs> okay i mean jennifer tilly's amazing i think gina gershon yes. would have been good as well yes but i i love jennifer tilly in this movie no notes for her it would have been a more intense energy but i think so too yeah maybe not as funny but, but gina gershon when she found out she wasn't getting the role and found out that jennifer tilly was still up for it she actually recommended jennifer she's like if you're not gonna give it to me you gotta give it to her like she's gonna nail it uh, and then Jennifer Tilly ultimately accepted the part and perfect. I perfect casting. I love it so much. Yeah. Um, the scene where Chucky is playing with speak and spell and types in bitch when it asks him to spell woman is a direct reference to the scene in Leatherface, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre three, where Leatherface is playing an electronic word game and keeps <laughs> typing in food when it shows him a picture of a clown. Love that. I remember we talked about that in that episode. It's a good movie. Ish. Yeah, it's it was a fun movie to talk about. It is not a good movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, this is the first movie in the series not to have child's play in the title. Yeah. So this makes it one of the rare franchises not to have a consistent name in the title of each movie. Ah, Yeah, you don't really see that a lot, right? Well, I mean, this is one of those things where they have the insight to look back and people don't talk about child's play. They talk about Chucky. They talk about Chucky. That's yeah. true. Chucky is the name that comes out of this franchise for sure. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They're like, have you seen the new Chucky film? Have you seen the Chucky movies? They don't say that. Have you seen the child's play movie? I wonder, yeah. this is going to sound crazy, but I wonder if that's because like Halloween will get referred to like Michael Myers or Michael, you know, the, mm-hmm. the killer. And then, you know, you've also got Jason for the Friday the 13th. I wonder if that's why people started saying Chucky like that. And then that just became colloquially what we call those movies. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, this franchise, whoever was in charge of this, was like they had really good insight to let some stuff go that I think some creatives would have held on to because it was like their work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that too. Mm-hmm. I think part of that too is Don Mancini's involvement the entire time. Mm-hmm. Like even when he's not directing, he's involved. And so there's a consistent, I think, creative voice because he's even working on the TV show and stuff now yeah. too. So uh, g- good for them. Yeah, yeah, good for him, honestly, to, to like carry it through. Yeah. This is the first movie in the franchise where none of Chucky's body parts are severed before he dies. Aw, good for him. Although he is sort of sewn together at the beginning of this movie. So you don't want to ruin Jennifer Tilly's wonderful work. Yep. 
so the director of this movie, we'll end on this one. Uh, the director of this movie, Ronnie Yu, would later work with John Ritter's son, Jason, on Freddy vs. Jason, a film that's foreshadowed here given Freddy's glove and the hockey mask appear in the same evidence <laughs> locker room. And those are your fun facts. Well, thank you for those fun facts, Paige. Let's talk a little bit about box office. So what do you guys think the production budget was for Bride of Chucky in 1998? I know it, so I have to recuse myself. $10 million? That's what I'm going to go for, something. Okay. Well, and Paige, since you can't, Yes, I'll just go ahead and tell you, Mikey, it was actually $25 million. Oh, wow. It is the most expensive Chucky, as uh, Paige said. Um, actually, by quite a bit. Yeah. The next one closest to that was Child's Play 3 at $13 million. Every other one has been $10 million, or sorry, $12 million or below. Yeah. But if you adjust that $25 million for inflation, that's like $47.2 million today. Jesus. Now, this movie came out on October 16th, 1998. We are literally recording this episode on October 15th. Not 1998, though. And it was number two the weekend it came out. It was beat by Practical Magic. It also premiered that week. Oh, that's a big That's a big it. film. Yeah, it did really well. Uh, Bride of Chucky was number two. Ants was number three, Rush Hour, the original Rush Hour was number four, and Beloved was number five. What do you think Bride of Chucky made in its opening weekend? I'm going to say 20 mil. Okay. I'm going to say 15. Paige, you are closer. It actually made $11.8 million. Practical Magic made 13.1, so it wasn't that far behind Practical Magic. No one went to the movies that weekend. Well, I mean, this is also 98. Like, those numbers are almost 100% more now because of inflation, so I bet it was a fine turnout for that weekend. But this movie was in the theaters for a total of 12 weeks. It ran from October 16th until the weekend of New Year's. So it technically played until 1999. What do you think this movie brought in domestically at the box office? 75. 75. Oh, Paige! Okay. What? They did say that at the exact same time. That's wild. You know what's even more wild, guys? You're way off. It was $32.4 million. <laughs> wow. You like how I built it up to make it sound like you were like, exactly that made right? Me sad. But hey, guys, it also made $18.2 million at the international box office for a total of $50.6 million at the box office. Again, that's in 1998. So that would, if you adjust for inflation, make it $95.7 million today. And that is your box office. It means that it probably made its budget back which is probably why we got more but also why they didn't have quite as big of a budget next time yeah it definitely made its budget back because it made 50 million dollars if you include in marketing it probably barely made its budget back even with the mm. international audience yep so I, I honestly the international dollars probably saved yeah seed of chucky right um so absolutely but that's your box office guys so mikey do you want to hit him with that scary scale yeah scary scale listeners scale of one to ten how scary we found the film we watched it today one example is ghostbusters and ten example is texas chainsaw massacre paid that's a one for me Ah. I'm gonna give it a two, but mainly for the lip ripping scene because that really grossed me out. I get but it. it's not it's not really that scary. It's just gross. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a one. And that's our scary scale. All right. Well, this week the listeners made us watch Bride of Chucky. What are you guys gonna make us watch next week? It's Halloween. It's Halloween. We're watching a Halloween, yeah. Yeah, so we are jumping into the Halloween franchise again and doing Halloween four. Have we not done Halloween four? We have not. We did Halloween 3, and then we skipped to the new ones because they were coming out. Oh, that's yeah. right. So we're going back to do Halloween 4. Okay, mm -hmm. I can't wait till we get to H2O. Yeah. 
Yeah, I H- can't wait H2O to is, is a fan favorite. I've heard some crazy shit about H2O. It's one of my favorites. It's, it's the direction I think the franchise should have followed, but it's whatever. Whatever, man. Okay, well, so your homework for next week is to watch Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, which they had to put in the title. This is a Michael Myers movie after Halloween yeah. 3. Yeah, because <laughs> 3 wasn't, and it was great. It was perfect. Perfect film, no notes on 3. But 4, The Return of Michael Myers is your homework that is due Monday morning at 1 a.m. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? No. Well, while you're looking one up, let me read one of our Spotify comments that came in on last week's Friday. Ooh, should I do a Friday the 13th because that came out last week too? Or should I do a Nightmare on Elm Street Dream Child that came out last week? I'm, I'm good with either. Okay, I'm going to do this one from Andrew. And this is from our Nightmare on Elm Street Dream Child episode. And Andrew says, honestly, hardest I've laughed at an episode since, honestly, last week. When Mikey said extremely seriously, know thy enemy, when talking about kids, made me visibly laugh out loud. Thanks, guys. So, Andrew, thank you so much for that awesome comment. And, Mikey, while I was vamping for time, did you find a review to read? Yeah, Emerge 88. Well, what does Emerge 88 have to say? No longer a horror virgin. Oh, nice. Someone's graduated. Since my sister wrote a review and it had it read on RTP, I feel obligated to write one for the OG pod. (laughs) Oh, Okay. I've been with Horror Virgin since episode one, and while I didn't think oh, it was wow. possible to improve an already perfect podcast, I'm sure glad you did. Same. It's gotten way better since episode one. In fact, episode one is only available on Patreon for free. I was once a Horror Virgin myself, but with this podcast, I'm now a horror lover and now torture, I mean entertain, all my friends with <laughs> horror movies. <laughs> this thruple is everything you need on a Monday morning. Paige is my girl and has absolute best fun facts and summaries. She is always perfection. Uh, Mikey has an incredible balance between off-the-rails humor and insightful mental health perspective. That sums it up. As a fellow <laughs> medical worker through the pandemic, I see you. Oh, sweet. Aww. And Todd is the reason we're all here. Ooh, strong swing with that. <laughs> you know Mikey didn't read this because he wouldn't have read a review that, <laughs> that cast me in a positive Mikey light. Mikey never reads them beforehand. <laughs> I know. <laughs> His reaction to horror movies every week is what has kept me coming back for nearly 300 episodes. Oh you guys God. rock. 300 episodes are we close to that we are close i think we're in yeah, the we close, 290s yeah. we gotta we gotta plan something big for 300 i'll release a dick pic there he goes no i mean like a movie to do oh, not like yeah, a, oh my god that seems like way less drama yeah let's do that uh you guys rock thank you for driving me to the hospital each week love y'all five stars well emrg88 thank you so much for that awesome five-star review and if you want to have mikey read your five-star review leave us a five-star review So, guys, if you like this show but want to hear this power thruple on another movie review show about romance and romantic comedies, check out Romancing the Pod, where Mikey, Paige, and I break down and make fun of romantic movies. It's a lot of fun, guys. Check it out. If you want to follow us on social, please do. We are at Horror Virgin or online at HorrorVirgin.com. If you want to follow us all individually, you can do that as well. Paige is at Paige Wesley on Twitter or Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including TikTok. Mikey is at mrandolph24 and I am at Todd J. Awesome. If you like the show so much and you want to help financially support it, please do by going to patreon.com slash horrorvirgin where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great stuff like bonus episodes, director's cut episodes where they're a little bit longer and you get them actually a day earlier mm-hmm, than the mm-hmm. regular feed drop. We do a lot of great things like listener requests and stuff like that. So guys, check out yeah. the Patreon and help support the show. If you want to financially support me but not Todd, just look me up 
up on Venmo. If you can't financially support the show, that's understandable. That's fine. But if you want to hang out with us on the daily, join the Facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash group slash horror version. We also link it like once a week. So just find it there and join the awesome Facebook group. Literally, we're in there talking every day. It's awesome. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. And if you want to check out our Twitch stream, we're at twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, where we will be playing horror video games. So if you have always wondered what it would be like to watch me get scared, you can now do that on Twitch while I play these horror games. It's twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, guys. Check it out. It's a lot of fun for you. Not a lot of fun for me. This episode was brought to you by Tia, and Tia's teenager has been, like, driving her crazy. So how has Tia's teenager been driving her crazy this week? She ran off with a 49-year-old to Niagara Falls. Oh, no. A 49-year-old? Dude, okay, Jesse was not 49 in this movie. 30, 33. He was 33. He, he may have been 30. Like, uh, But, I mean, Catherine Heigl was young. But, like, either way, it's an inappropriate age gap, and I understand why Tia is worried about her teenager. Mm-hmm. This movie was also brought to you by Jonathan. And as you know, Jonathan sends us videos he would, he wants us to watch. So I am going to steal your screen right now and play a video for you mm-hmm. because you literally have no choice. No. <laughs> Except last time it was heart. And that put me on a heart binge where I then went and bought their greatest hits and Fuck. listened to it all the way down to San Diego. <laughs> yeah. Last time it was a great, great video. Oh, my God. And he uh, followed it this week with what looks like a music video of just like Two guys dressed as Freddy and Freddy Jason. Freddy and Jason. But like sexy Freddy and Jason. Oh my God. Jason dancing and Freddy with his claw hand under the crotch. Amazing. <laughs> that was Night at the Roxbury. Oh, they're yeah. dressed as the Night at the Roxbury. You're right. Holy shit. I Nightmare love this. at the Roxbury. Boom. Oh, boom. Well, Jonathan, thank you so much for that awesome video. We appreciate your videos and your support. We now return you to another episode of uh, The Patrioticals. Open scene in Grand <laughs> Fairy Tale World, which I'm now tired of. And so James, Aerie, and Isaac come back, and uh, Isaac's holding Sex Gallagher Bones a lot. They're like, we're running too hard. We can't catch your breath. Listen to the fucking sword. And Sex Gallagher's like, we found the wishing well. We can get out of here. Everybody come <laughs> with us. And so they all pack up. Kate's floating behind them. They get to the wishing well. Kate's there, but in front of it is the blob that is Aaron, River Moon, and Vixen Avery together in a big clumpy blob of villainy. Yeah, like Evil Dead Rise. Like the three people in Evil Dead Rise that yeah, become yeah, like exactly. the mom. And then yeah, the mama's also Sunzi is switched sides to that side. And he's like, y'all picked on me for so long and it hurt my feelings. And so now I'm on the bad guys side they did pick on him that's on them yeah there's, everybody's gathering up there's a standoff madeline she cartwheels in she's a gesture she throws a coin in the wishing well before anybody can set up to stop it and then jay's pack turns into a person what and she's like i've always had a crush on jay's pack even though it's just been a bag this whole time and we're like what and now he's like i am a person Wait, 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 wait. I have a question. Because Jay's pack, you could seemingly pull anything out of. Does he still have that ability? And where from which do you pull it? (laughs) Does he have some sort of 
magical <laughs> fanny don't. pack that sits around we him? Don't. Is it a papoose? He is butt ass naked. Oh God. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> and we don't know if he can pull things out of anywhere. We All don't right. know about his pullout game. Okay, weird. <laughs> so that's she's like cartwheels over and like holds him or whatever. It's real weird. So Kate freezes Sunzi and then Dreskel in his Iron Man suit just blows him like holes all over in his Tin Man suit, just fucks him up. He's done, man. And so um Bo Easy's on his jet ski, his flying jet ski with Jeremy and Allie uses laser's eyes to fight the thing. And um Libby the Queen is like Karun, Natasha, hide your eighteen blue children, and so they uh, they're hid behind them. Uh, West the handsome dude is like, I don't want to fight, so I'm gonna protect these kids, and he does. Mister Rage Bomb fireworks the 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 big floating eye between all three with the little sphere, and they're they're doing it and distracting them. And uh, Allie flicks a coin with her tail into the wishing well, like, but in slow motion, and everyone's like, "Yeah, no! exactly what yeah, I was yeah, going yeah, yeah. for." And um, this dude named Edward pops out of the well, and he catches the coin, and he's like, "You're not going anywhere, motherfuckers!" What? And he swallows it, and it fades to black end of episode. Well, we'll have to wait till next week to find out what happens with Edward, and is he a new patron? Yeah, he is. Hell yeah, Edward! Welcome to the fam on another episode of uh, the, the Patreonicals. That's gonna be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey, and I'm your horror virgin, Todd. Keep it ookie spooky. Yeah. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Chucky nerds.